Hey, Saul, welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited to share with you my friend, Dr. Daniel Amen. You've probably seen him on one of his 14 or 15 PBS shows. He's written numerous books that basically uh, have the basic premise of change your brain and you can absolutely change your life. Um, a few years back, 2015, I was out snowboarding with my brother, big shout out to Patrick Ferry, and experienced my fifth concussion in about three seasons. And, you know, it's early in the year and it wasn't, I wasn't, you know, like an incredible snowboarder doing all these like, crazy jumps. I just slipped backwards and hit my head for the final time. And as they, the phrase, you know, my bell was rung was happening to me, I literally said to myself, this just isn't good. I'm, I'm really hurting my brain. And, you know, two months later, I'm back out on the road. I'm doing my thing. I'm out doing seminars. And all of a sudden, I found myself in a conversation that I would have, you know, every day on the road doing an event, every day coaching with someone. And I was talking about something that I had trained on, you know, hundreds of times and literally forgot my points. It literally forgot. It's like, it's like forgetting your address. It's like forgetting, you know, your spouse's name. I was finding myself losing it and wondering what is going on. I ended up calling a buddy of mine. He's a brain surgeon, fascinating guy, longtime friend. Chris, hey man, what, what, what's going on here? I, I'm really having these problems where like, I feel like my memory's going away. Um, I feel like I'm losing a step. And I said, I'm a young guy. Like this isn't supposed to be happening. What do I do? And he said, have you met Dr. Daniel Amen? I said, no. And of course, as soon as he said the name, suddenly I'm online, I'm looking at you know videos. I saw his TED talk, watched some of his early work. And I thought, okay, I need to meet this guy. Chris invites me to an event that he happened to be doing with Daniel where they're talking about the brain and Chris talking about it from a surgical standpoint and Daniel talking about it from a heal your brain standpoint. So I'm sitting there watching this, this event and I'm taking more notes than anybody else. How am I going to fix my brain? I got the chance to meet Daniel afterwards. And then he invited me to come do this thing called a brain spec, which he had talked about. And today I'm actually going to have Daniel talk about that experience along with everything from neuro hormone deficiencies, mind storms, toxins, head trauma, genetics. Like, you know, is it a death sentence or is it just simply something you need to be aware of? Inflammation's impact on the brain, blood flows impact on the brain, on the brain, excuse me, aging, uh, diabetes, which is a word that I had not heard prior to today and so much more. So whether you're riding your bike or you're walking your dog or you are driving in the car or you're just casually listening to this, know this, the time you're about to spend with Daniel Amen and I is going to change your life forever when you adopt some of the basic principles that he discusses so you can change your brain and ultimately change your life. So enjoy the podcast. So here's the thing, entrepreneurs, leaders, salespeople, we all want to create consistent, repeatable, and scalable ways to grow our business and our income. And we want to do it better, faster, and more seamlessly. Why? So we can actually enjoy our lives, take vacations, and spend the quality time we want with the people that we love. How do we do all this without spending a fortune or running ourselves ragged? That's the big question. And this show is dedicated to the answer. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. Have you ever had that moment where you just felt like you were skipping a beat, where you were missing something, you were, you know, you had memory loss, you, you just were in the middle of a presentation and you forgot what you were talking about, who you were with and what you were doing. Well, would it shock you to hear that after five concussions out snowboarding with my little brother, Patrick Ferry, 
I finally realized they, I may have a brain problem. And fortunately enough, I have a really good friend of mine, Dr. Uh, Chris Duma, who I reached out to him now. He's a surgeon. He's a brain surgeon. I said, Chris, I'm having these issues. What do you recommend? And he said, well, I'm doing an event with this guy, Dr. Daniel Amen, down at the Balboa Bay Club. Why don't you come by and take a listen? He said, this guy is a genius. And he can help you heal your brain. So obviously I was interested. My wife and I show up to the charity function. And I'm probably the only person when Daniel was talking that was taking rigorous notes on what I could actually do because I was I was not just in a funk. I think there was even moments where I was getting slightly depressed that I was thinking something was really wrong. Can I recover from this? Am I going to be like this for the rest of my life? How could I, as a, an author, a coach, a speaker, uh, someone that's you know standing in front of audiences every single day presenting these ideas and strategies, and I was literally forgetting some of my most fundamental points. After spending just a little bit of time with Daniel, I very quickly signed up for his spec where I actually went in, spent some time with him, did all the brain, all the brain work, and he put me on a plan. And I can proudly say that 18 months later, and it really wasn't even probably 18 months, it was probably nine months later, I was back to being 100% normal. And I thought to myself, my goodness, you can actually change your brain. So today, if you have not watched this guy, whether it's on PBS or read one of his amazing books or seen his legendary YouTube performances, I am super excited to introduce you to my friend, Dr. Daniel Heyman. Daniel. Thank you so much. Thank you, my friend. So, so obviously I'm telling my story and these are you know, people that I get to talk to all the time. Tell, tell the people that are listening, who is Daniel Heyman? Give them a little background on who you are. I mean, I think back to you know, getting into the military, to the beginning of you know psychology and being a psychiatrist, but tell them the whole story. Wow, um, so I'm one of seven children. Mm -hmm. That's very important. Yes, uh, gotten a lot of criticism in my life, and I have five sisters, so I got used to it early. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. My father's the American dream. His he came from um, very poor immigrant parents mm -hmm. who worked in a foundry in Flint, Michigan, and he decided. Thankfully, he didn't like Michigan. Yes. It was too cold in the winter. And he came to Southern California when he was 17 and married my mom when she was 20. And being good, Roman Catholics had a lot of children. And um, third, which is yes. completely not special. I have an older brother and an older sister yeah. and four younger sisters. So growing up, there was uh, a lot of You were love. the monkey in the middle, basically. I was. Yeah. yeah. I was sort of unseen. And my dad, his favorite word was bullshit. His second favorite word was no. Yes. And he worked all the time. So really, the only time I ever saw him is when I went to work. Yes. So I learned when I was 10 years old mm -hmm. to work. Yeah. And so that, that has sort of stayed with me. Mm -hmm. But I had an awesome mother and yes. an awesome grandfather who really sort of put the nurturing part mm -hmm. of me into me. Yes. And when I was 18, it was 1972, which meant the government still had a draft. Exactly. And Vietnam was still going on. Yeah. And I had a really low draft number, which meant buy. Mm -hmm. And I became an infantry medic. And that's where my love of medicine was born. But about a year into it, I realized two important things about myself. I hate being shot at. It's just not me. <laughs> I'm just like, no, there are bullets and they're going to like rip your shoulder off. And yes. I'm like, no. And I didn't really like sleeping in the mud. That was just not my thing. Yes. And, you know, Tana, my wife, wants to go camping. And I'm like, I've done that. I've done that once. I don't need to do that again. 
<laughs> so um, I got retrained as an x-ray technician and developed a passion for imaging. Was that was that your choice or was that a military, hey, Daniel, we're going to throw you over here? No, because that's that such was an my important... choice. I yeah. had to. Yes. So I was in Germany at the time. Mm -hmm. Thankfully, I didn't go to Vietnam. I was stationed in West Germany. Mm -hmm. So it was actually called West Germany at the yeah. time, where our job was to protect the West Germans from the Russians. Mm -hmm. And I was working in a dispensary. And I'm like, I need to change my job. And yeah. so I learned to be like the best I could. Mm -hmm. So they would put me into this open slot to be an x-ray technician. Just love, I love taking pictures. And mm -hmm. uh, I had my own little x-ray department in the dispensary in Friedberg, uh, Germany. And um, I just fell in love with imaging. And our teachers used to always say, how do you know unless you look? Yes. How do you know unless you look? And That's that just stuck. And so in, went got out of the Army in 1975 and went to college, actually for a year at Orange Coast College here in Orange yes. County. I hang in their Hall of Fame, which is fun <laughs> for me. I would um, be in their Hall of Shame. I was there for <laughs> one semester. Um, but I was on the speech team. My, really? you know, I just had to take a speech class. Sure. And my speech teacher said you should be on the team. Mm -hmm. And 1976, I won the California State Championship for Peace Oratory. I actually had a speech I did arguing for a two-state solution mm -hmm. in Israel and Palestine. Uh, because my grandparents, my grandmother, mm -hmm. yes. was raised in Bethlehem. And so, um, anyways, that's where the speech stuff Got it. started and, so and Im becomes very Im yeah, important. Imaging, speaking, keep going. And then I decide to go to medical school, even mm -hmm. though my speech teacher <laughs> told me I wasn't smart enough. Apparently she had a brother who went to Michigan State and he didn't get in and she's like, you know, you should do something else. Yeah. And I talked to my dad who said, don't spend any more time around that woman. Yeah. Because it's like, you bullshit. spend time around bullshit <laughs> yeah. was what he yeah. would say. And anyways, I ended up going to medical school at Oral Roberts University in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Loved it. Mm -hmm. um, and I went back in the Army so I could do my psychiatric residency at the Walter Reed Army Medical Center. It's this world-class, huge institution. And as... Um, but the reason I became a psychiatrist is my childhood sweetheart. Um, I married her when I was a second year medical student mm -hmm. and three months later she tried to kill herself. And I'm completely freaked out because I have no idea what to do. Because mental illness was actually not part of my family sure. growing up. I mean, I had a dad who, you know, he's larger than life yeah. personality, but um, it was just not part of my experience. And so I took her to the chairman of the Department of Psychiatry at ORU, and I fell in love with him. I mean, not sexually, but I fell in love with him because I realized if he helped her, it wouldn't just help her, that it would help me. It would change It would everyone. help yes. her yes. Um, son. When we got married, she had a two-year-old who I adopted, and I just saw psychiatry has the ability to change generations of people mm -hmm. and it was personal yes. to me yes. and i have loved it every single day for the last 40 years yes. except i joined the only medical specialty that never looks at the organ it treated and i inherited 
the word bullshit from my father. Yeah. Because I'm like, why aren't you looking? Obviously, these are brain-related problems. It's not because this person just wants to be an ass. Yes. I actually recently did um, a vlog, which I just learned about, is a video blog yes. that um, Logan Paul is one of the mm -hmm. famous mm -hmm. YouTube oh, yes. bloggers that... Um, and, and Logan had all sorts of problems. For and sure. he came to our clinic in Encino. I have a new clinic there. And his chief complaint was, I want to know why I'm an asshole. <laughs> I love that. that. I love yes. I love the insight. Yes. And it turned yes. out he had a significant brain injury, mm -hmm. uh, a trampoline accident when he was 12 years old. And it's easy to call him bad. Mm -hmm. It's much harder to go, why? Exactly. And so I knew that. So yes. when I became a psychiatrist, I'm looking for imaging. How do you know unless you look? And then I did my residency at the Walter Reed Army Medical Center. I was there for three years. And then I'm also a child psychiatrist. I did that in Hawaii, which mm -hmm. that was awesome. Smart move. And then the Army sent me to a little place in the Mojave Desert called Fort Irwin, where mm -hmm. they train the American soldiers to fight the Russians in the desert. Mm -hmm. And, you know, later it's the Iraqis and so yes. on. Um, and while I'm there, I'm still searching and I come across neurofeedback, which is a treatment where we put electrodes on your mm -hmm. skull, monitor the activity in your brain and teach you to change it. And now I'm like, I'm in love. Yes. And from and were they there, doing, were they doing early, like what we have done, the early imaging of that, or was it just reading it on a monitor? It was hooking your brain up to a computer mm -hmm. and actually being able to look at the electrical yeah. activity. And I still do that. Yes. So it's a study yes. now we do called quantitative yes. EEG. It looks at the electrical activity in your brain. But I did that in 1987, 1988, mm -hmm. and, and I'm so excited. But in 1991, so in 1989, I got out of the Army because I realized they had more places like Fort Irwin, right? I mean, yes. 40 miles north of Barstow is not your idea of fun. No. Uh, and I set up the first Amen Clinic. So we just had our 30th birthday. Happy and birthday. And in 1991, I started doing a study called Brain SPECT Imaging, and SPECT looks at blood flow and activity. It looks at how your brain works. And I was the director of a substance abuse treatment program at the local hospital where I was living in Northern California. And I just walked into this Grand Rounds at my hospital. And uh, the doctor who was head of medicine at the local hospital said, SPECT is a tool to give psychiatrists more information to help your patients. Mm -hmm. And my first 10 cases, it dramatically changed what I did with my patients, and I was hooked. One patient, her name was Matilda, she'd been admitted to my service because she'd been diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease. And she almost burned the house down, she had five girls, so I bonded with the family. How, how old was she? She's 69. Okay, so young. And, um, when you look at her, she looks like she had Alzheimer's disease. She couldn't remember anything. Her mm. affect was flat. You know, her facial yeah. expressions were flat. But I'm like, how the heck do I know? So I looked. And in 1991, there was already imaging studies on Alzheimer's disease. The back half of your brain 
is dying. Mm -hmm. So that's what we see mm -hmm. in Alzheimer's. She didn't have that. Her emotional brain was working way too hard. I'm like, oh, she has this thing called yes. pseudo dementia, where she looks like she's demented, but she's really depressed. And on Wellbutrin, a really good antidepressant, within three weeks, she's teaching cooking classes on the ward. And it was like the movie Awakenings with yes. Robin Williams. And except what's different than Awakenings is she stayed that way. Mm -hmm. And I'm like a little kid because I went into this, not for the money, I went into it to help people yes. because that's my reward is mm -hmm. when you get better, mm -hmm. that's my reward. Yeah. And I'm just like a little kid, so excited. I had another 12-year-old um, boy who was violent and aggressive, took a pencil at school, put it in the neck of one of his friends and he'd seen psychiatrists, and I'm like, so why is he just awful? <laughs> you know, yeah. what, yeah. why? And when I scanned him, he had damage to his temporal lobe, and his frontal lobes were sleepy. So what I learned, damage to your temporal lobe can go with mood instability, irritability, temper problems, memory and learning problems, and frontal lobes, he can't supervise himself. So when I targeted his medicine, he literally became one of the sweetest people on the planet. And, and not just drugged out, dummied out. No. Yeah. Because when, when people do that, it means they're not, they don't know how to use medicine. Because yes. that's not the goal. Yeah. That's right, never I mean, the goal. We, you know, we all see that. I mean, it's, I'm, 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 I'm interjecting and interrupting because we have my brain specs in front of us. And I think it'd be really interesting because um, you could you could talk cases for days, but I want to make it personal. I, I literally text Daniel last night at like 1030 at night and said, could you bring in my before and after? Right. Let's show them because I guarantee the people that are listening to us right now, um, they've experienced what we're talking about, whether it's being angry, getting upset. I actually wrote down one of the questions was, you know, how do we help people eliminate some of the emotional highs and lows? Right. Which so we're going to get into all of that. But. Take a second and show them, and obviously we'll be putting this up on the screens if you're, if you're watching this and if you're just listening to the audio, you might want to jump over to TomFerry.com and actually take a look at this. Take, take a minute and show the people, maybe to that camera, what, what my brain looked like when I first came into you, and then let's talk about what we did to get it back on track, or maybe, you know, you just describe it. You're the doctor. Take so it away. Suspect looks at blood flow and activity. Mm -hmm. It's different than a CAT scan or an MRI. Mm -hmm. They show what the brain actually physically looks like. This looks at function. Yes. And so it's the difference between popping the engine of a car mm -hmm. and seeing what the engine actually physically looks like versus SPECT is turning the car on yeah. and seeing how it works. Yes. And if you have an anatomical problem, this is likely to show it to me, mm -hmm. but this is a functional problem. And so here, um, spec basically tells us three things, good activity, too little or too much. Mm -hmm. And then my job is to balance it. Mm -hmm. And this is looking at the outside surface of the brain. So this view, we're looking up from the bottom. Uh, the top is the front part of the brain, the bottom is the back, and what we want is full, even, symmetrical activity. Mm -hmm. um, this is from one side, the other side, and this is looking down from the top. And 
a little bumpy, but the one I'm really worried about is your left temporal lobe and your right temporal lobe are clearly hurt in a pattern consistent with multiple concussions mm -hmm. because the temporal lobe should be full and fat and it looked like somebody pinched them in. Yes. And, you know, I always say I was God's consultant. I would have put bumper guards around the bones in your temporal lobes because yes. they're very sharp. You were never meant to snowboard. No. You were never meant to play football. You were never meant to hit soccer balls with your head. Rich. And, um, <laughs> Calling and a shout so, out to my producer over here who's a soccer player. So it's troubled. And mm -hmm. I could see why you were having trouble because there's actually a very interesting part of the temporal lobes called the hippocampus. Mm -hmm. We should talk about that because Please. the hippocampus is the brain's major mood, memory, and learning center. Okay, mood, memory, and learning. And learning. But, but outside of that, what does it really do? Hippocampus comes wow. um, from the Greek, mm -hmm. and it actually means seahorse. Hmm. And because it's shaped like a seahorse, actually in my living room I have a big painting of the hippocampus because it's so important. Yes. And every day you make about 700 new stem cell seahorses. So the hippocampus is one of the few areas of the brain that continues to renew itself by the stem cell production. But what's interesting, I just turned 65, um, my seahorses are not likely to stick around where my 15, almost 16 year old daughter, hers are. Yes. Why? Because it's blood flow. Mm -hmm. That did you know that neurons, brain cells, don't age? It's our that. blood vessels that age. So whatever you can do to take care of your vasculature, your blood vessels, mm -hmm. that is the secret to anti-aging. Which means it's exercise and not smoking, not drinking much caffeine, not drinking much alcohol, because all of those things decrease blood flow. Mm -hmm. I'll say the controversial thing everybody asks me. Marijuana is not good medicine for your brain. Oh, man, right I'm now, so if you're, you're dying yeah. of cancer, yeah, that's different. Use it to eat. But if it's Tuesday or, and you're having an edible because you're just going out with your friends, yeah, it's yeah. prematurely aging your brain. Now, so in your scan, bilateral, both sides, temporal lobes not healthy, mm -hmm. and you were feeling hundred percent. Um, the other image, so here in this one, blue is, actually, I want this one. Here we go. Blue is average activity. Red and white are the most active parts of the brain. And in a healthy scan for a man your age, the back part is really active, and everything else is sort of quiet. But and and if, remind us, what is the back part? Because this, this is like the supercomputer. So the back bottom part of our brain, we have an organ called the cerebellum, mm -hmm. which is 10% of the brain's volume, but 50% of the brain's neurons. Half of your neurons are in the cerebellum. Yep. So cerebellum is Latin for little brain, but it's way more important than most people think. And most psychiatrists never even think about the cerebellum because they never look at the brain, sure. which has been something I've been trying to change, right? It's one of the missions of my life. I want you to love your brain 
and look at it. Um, anyways, your Don't cerebellum... Don't open up your head, just in case you're wondering. Your cerebellum is sleepy, but your anxiety centers are up. And if you look here, it almost looks like a diamond mm -hmm. in there. Mm -hmm. And that can go with past emotional trauma. Now, it doesn't mean it has to, mm -hmm. but whenever I see it, I'm like... You know, is there any significant trauma? Now, I remember we taught you, you were asking me all these questions, like before you even showed me this, you were saying, now did something happen in the early days? And I'm thinking, well, I was kicked out of five high schools, um, <laughs> kicked out of both parents' homes, sure, right? I mean, but, but that was 30 years ago. And it left it's, a lasting imprint. Exactly. In your brain. Mm -hmm. And your basal ganglia, which are here, they're white hot. Mine are too. Yeah. These are people who can't stop working. Yeah. They're just always, yep. go, go, they, go. they go on vacation, they walk on the beach for yeah. like 10 minutes. And, and then they like, write a okay, book. Let's go do something. <laughs> <Yeah>. Exactly. <laughs> Relaxing. And the, the, the beautiful thing and why I'm showing you this is this is clearly a brain headed for trouble. Mm -hmm. And your follow-up scan and so this was 2-12-16, and this is um, six months later, um, is your cerebellum is so much healthier. Mm -hmm. This is what a healthy cerebellum yes. looks like, and it's involved in processing mm -hmm. and uh, being able to think quickly. And if you're a speaker, you have to do that. Of People course. are asking you questions all the time. Um, the top part of the diamond is calmer. The basal ganglia, the anxiety center on the other side's calmer. So we're making progress. Mm -hmm. And then in the outside, you have better temporal lobe activity, especially here on the left side. Yeah. So it's like six months and we're making serious progress. So I, I know people are gonna wanna know how, but I, I wanna, and we're gonna cover that, but I wanna just acknowledge this too. When, when I first looked at this and saw basically the front of my brain had flattened and six months later, I'd regained that shape. How is that even possible? First of all, how is that possible? Did I bang my head in the back so hard that my brain actually smushed back into my head? Right. It's a frightening thought. Well, but your brain is in a closed space. Mm -hmm. So this is why you should never let a child hit a soccer ball with their head. Mm -hmm. Your brain is in a very hard skull mm -hmm. that has multiple sharp bony ridges. So if I brought my model, yeah. uh, you, you look inside and you're like, oh my God. Because yeah. if you damage your brain, you damage your ability to do everything in your life yes. from being married, which is hard enough with a good brain, to doing well at work, to yes. managing your money, to managing yes. your health. Mm -hmm. You know, 70% of us in America are overweight. Mm -hmm. And I published two studies that show as your weight goes up, the size and function of your brain goes down. And if we hurt it, it's so hard to make a good decision about food anyways. Yes. Now you're much more likely to make a bad decision, mm -hmm. which has long-term negative consequences. I think this is so important for people. You, you might even want to rewind that because it's, it's basically success begets success, but damage begets more pain, more suffering, which makes bad decisions, poor decisions that massively impact your life. That's why the, his work is so important for me. So talk about how. 
Because when people ask me, you know, I mean, I, you know, I was literally, I was traveling around the country after I got this. And every seminar I do, I'd go, um, if you saw me speak eight months ago, this was my brain. <laughs> this is my brain now. And they're like, what did you do? Now, I can, I can give the answer, but, you know, I want to hear it from the doctor's orders here. What was the program you put me on? So before I started imaging, mm -hmm. I didn't care about my own brain. It's crazy, mm -hmm. right? I was the top neuroscience student yes. in my medical school. Mm -hmm. And I just, I'd never seen mine. And I didn't know it was really part of the program to get people well. I'm so embarrassed when yeah. I say that. But when I scanned myself in 1991, mm -hmm. so when I started scanning, I scanned everybody I knew. Yeah. I scanned my mom, who has yeah. a perfect brain. But it fits the quality of her life. She's 88 and has 50 grandchildren, great-grandchildren. She knows 50. everybody's <laughs> name. She's everybody's best friend. She's the most consistent, reliable, loving human on the planet. Yeah. And, and then I scanned mine, it wasn't good because I played football in high school. Mm -hmm. And I had meningitis when I was a young soldier and I had mm -hmm. a lot of bad habits. So mm -hmm. here I am helping people with psychiatric problems. I don't care at all about my own brain. I'm chubby, I'm mm -hmm. not sleeping, mm -hmm. I'm eating bad food, I see mine. I develop a concept I call brain envy. I wanted my mother's brain. Yes. And, you know, I always say Freud was wrong. Penis envy is not the cause of anybody's problems. Yes. In 40 years, I've never seen it once. But, you know, the thing you really want is a better brain. Yes. And so, so brain health is ultimately three things. Mm -hmm. Brain envy, you got to care about it. Avoid anything that hurts it, you have to know the list, and we've already talked about head trauma and marijuana mm -hmm. and alcohol and nicotine and caffeine. Avoid things that hurt it, do things that help it. You mm -hmm. have to know the list. Yes. And ultimately, in my new book, The End of Mental Illness, that I'm working on, um, I came up with a mnemonic called Bright Minds, mm -hmm. and it tells you what to avoid and what to do. And so it's, if you want to keep your brain healthy mm -hmm. or rescue it, which we did with you, rescue it if it's headed to the dark place, you have to prevent or treat the 11 major risk factors that steal your mind. And we know what they are. And give so us a, bright give us, minds give us, come on, give us a few examples. Don't, don't. Is the yeah. mnemonic and yeah. the B in bright minds is for blood flow, right? Okay. Low blood flow mm -hmm. is number one brain imaging predictor of Alzheimer's disease, it's also seen in ADHD, in depression, and schizophrenia. Mm -hmm. You don't wanna ever do anything that damages your blood vessels. So my grandfather, who I love dearly, had his first heart attack. Um, he developed a major depression a year later, and that's very common because any blood vessel disorder mm -hmm. is likely to increase your risk of psychiatric disorders, and it, I learned that firsthand because I loved him and it was so sad for me mm -hmm. to see. So blood flow. So anything that hurts it, caffeine, nicotine, not exercising, hypertension, as blood pressure goes up, mm -hmm. blood flow to the brain goes down. Hypertension as in stress? Hypertension as in high blood pressure. Okay. And any form of heart disease, heart arrhythmia, heart attack, heart infection, those things. So if you love your brain, mm -hmm. you have to love your heart yeah. and do the right things. Yep. Um, and this is gonna sound bizarre, 
But did you know 40% of 40-year-old men have erectile dysfunction? What's really? that? It's a blood flow problem. Of course. 70% of 70-year-old men have erectile dysfunction. And so if you love your brain, which means you'll love your heart, your sexual performance will be better. Yes. And that's actually one of the things my patients often tell me, mm -hmm. my sex life is so much better since I started working with you. Yeah. It's about blood flow. Ladies and gentlemen, bonuses in listening to this podcast. <laughs> Pay attention to the blood flow. So, so R is retirement yeah. and aging. When you stop yep. learning, yes. your brain starts dying. Yes. And, you know, I just turned 65. I've seen thousands of 65-year-old and older brains. Mm -hmm. It's not good news. No. But it doesn't have to be bad news. Yeah. If you get serious, you can – I have this whole group of 90-year-old men and women that have stunning-looking brains. Mm -hmm. My grandmother was one. I got her brain at 92. It was gorgeous. And her secret yeah. was knitting. Because knitting is a huh. cerebellar yeah. exercise. Because yeah. the cerebellum is involved in coordination. And it's this fine motor coordination. Like ping pong. Ping pong right? is awesome. Yep. And people who play racket sports yes. live longer than everybody else. Did you yeah. know that? I'm not shocked. And people who played football and soccer live less long than anybody else. Well, unfortunately, um, we keep seeing that in the news. No, no question. Yeah. So R is retirement and aging. Mm -hmm. You want to make new learning mm -hmm. part of everything you do, which is why this podcast is good, yep. your training programs. Mm -hmm. What you're doing is you're stretching yes. people's brains mm -hmm. and helping them make money, which decreases their stress at the same time. Um, I is inflammation, which is a major cause of depression and dementia. And I did a study on omega-3 fatty acid mm -hmm. levels because when they're low, inflammation goes up. 97% of the population had suboptimal levels of omega-3 fatty acids. And aren't we just talking about fish oils here? Fish oil, yeah. fish, yeah. and yeah. not eating yeah. processed foods yes. filled with pro-inflammatory foods yeah. like corn, soy, wheat, yeah. and dairy. And people go, oh, that's everything I eat. Well, there's 10,000 other choices. You yes. know, God gave you a big brain for a reason. Yes. And but also I go back and say, yeah, but you're overweight, you're depressed, you're upset most of the time, and you're eating stuff that's actually creating it. I think that's, what, that's the connection that people aren't making. They know what's bad for them, right? But it's a Jim Quick, when we had him in here, Jim Quick would always say, it's common sense to common practice. People understand it. They just don't do it. And so you have to give them a reason yeah. why. Yes. And so as I try to go around the world and create brain envy, mm -hmm. it's like, oh, I love my brain. And I worked with B.J. Fogg. Do you know B.J.? No. He's a really interesting guy. He works at the Stanford Persuasive Tech Lab. Mm. And it's about how people change. Yes. And so we worked with him for six months and we created 50 tiny habits. So tiny habits is his thing. Mm -hmm. um, what is the smallest thing I can do today that will make the biggest difference in your life? And so our number one tiny habit is before you do anything, before you say anything, before you eat anything, just ask yourself, is this good for my brain or bad for it?
Oh. And if you can answer that question with love, yes. because doing yes. the right thing is never about you should do it. Because if you think you should do it, you won't do it. No. God said you shouldn't go to the tree. Mm-hmm. The next scene in the book of Genesis, they're at the tree. <laughs> now, if God said to Adam, what is your goal? Yeah. And my goal is for her not to wear clothes. Yeah. And she goes, let's go to the tree. It's like, no, it doesn't fit the goals I have for my life. They're gonna, you're gonna wear clothes and they're gonna kick us out of the Garden of Eden. Bad idea. But because people don't make decisions based on their goals, they make impulsive decisions, but I love sugar. I love alcohol. I love, and it's like, that's like a bad relationship. Yeah, I need is the one I hear all the time, but I just need a glass of wine to mellow out, or I need to, you know, I just need to eat something, uh, you know, that's just going to mellow me out. It's the lie that will kill them, Yeah, right? Because ultimately you need a healthy brain. Yes. Because without it, everything in your life is harder. Mm -hmm. And so also under inflammation is the gut-brain connection. Because when your gut is Mm -hmm. not right, you're more likely to be inflamed because you develop this thing called leaky gut where stuff gets inside your body Mm -hmm. that you don't want. And Mm -hmm. it can cause autoimmune disorders, Mm -hmm. uh, can cause pain, can cause arthritis. Um, So probiotics can be really helpful. Say probiotics. This is where Brad Davidson changed my life when I was 40. He's like, you have to kill all inflammation in your body and we got to get your gut healthy. And, you know, I'd heard this before. Like, how many times should you go to the bathroom every day? And my old nutritionist would say, well, how many meals did you have today? And I was like, three. She's like, well, there's your number. And I'm like, holy crow. Then I would just go around and ask people, how many times do you go to the bathroom every day? Oh, Ferry, why are you asking such a weird question? I'm like, well, how many times? She's like, maybe once. And I'm like, oh my God, you're full of shit. <laughs> so do you have any stats on that? Like, like I'm, I'm obviously sharing things that I was told early on. Inflammation, the impact of the lack of digestion, right? The, we the know lack of gut health. If your gut's not right, you're more likely to have brain fog, mm-hmm. you're more likely to be anxious and have trouble sleeping. You have a hundred mm-hmm. trillion bugs in your gut oh, yes. today. Yes. Ten times the number of cells in your body. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like the body is the host for the yeah. bugs. And we're talking uh, parasites right now. Other, well, other than no, parasites? There are bacteria, there okay. are viruses, okay. there are some parasites. And you should have mm-hmm. about 85% healthy bugs mm-hmm. to about 15% of the troublemakers. You know, people yeah. have heard of E. coli. Yeah. And so everybody has E. coli in them. It's when you damage the healthy ones. And how do you do that? Well, what does alcohol kill? Bugs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my wife's a nurse, and why does she put alcohol? on your skin before she gives you a shot Mm -hmm. because it's killing the bugs. So drinking a lot of alcohol Mm -hmm. is murdering Mm -hmm. a lot of the bugs. Antibiotics, what antibiotics kill? Bugs. Pesticides, what do pesticides kill? Bugs. Bugs. It's like, well, I don't need pesticides. Well, every time you're eating something that's not organic, Mm -hmm. and some of the times when you are eating organic, you're ingesting pesticides. Artificial sweeteners like Splenda, have been shown to damage the microbiome uh, or the bugs. You know that there's a whole bunch of people listening right now like, oh, well, there's nothing I can do then. I mean, he's taking all the fun, no caffeine, no nicotine. Uh, I don't like exercise. You know, I got to eat fish oil every day or eat fish every day. I can't drink. I can't smoke. I, I'm thinking so, of that so Adam Ant song. What do you do? <laughs> so I have a high smoke. school course. 
Let's hear it. called Brain Thrive by 25. Okay. And actually, people want to learn more about our online courses at Amen University. But this is my favorite course. And we've taught it for 10 years. It's in all 50 states, seven mm -hmm. countries. And we teach kids this information. We teach them to fall in love with their brain. Yeah. And invariably, a nine-year-old, a, a ninth-grade boy, mm -hmm. never girl, yeah. will raise his hand and go, how can you have any fun? Just yeah, like you just exactly. said. And we play this game with them called Who Has More Fun? Mm -hmm. The kid with the good brain or the kid with the bad brain? Oh, Who gets the girl yeah, yeah, and gets yeah. to keep her because mm -hmm. he's not an ass? Yeah. The kid with the good brain or the kid with the bad brain? Mm -hmm. Who has the most independence because their parents trust them yes. the most? Yeah. The kid with the good brain or the kid with the bad brain? Who gets into the college they want to get into? Who ultimately makes and keeps the most money because of the decisions they make? Who lives the longest? Who has the most meaning and purpose? Yeah. So I don't want to hear I can't have any fun. Yeah. That means your mindset is screwed up. I agree. Because without a healthy brain, nothing in your life is as good as it can be. Mm -hmm. Take that. Take that, everybody. All right. So, you know, with my last name, I could have been a preacher. I know you but, could have. But yeah. <laughs> when I heard, because growing up Catholic, I'm like, Father, amen. It's like yeah. nobody would believe that. Yes. <laughs> so blood, for, blood flow, uh, retirement and aging, inflammation. What's the next one? Genetics. G is for genetics. And people get genetics all backwards because genes are not a death sentence. Mm -hmm. They should be a wake yes. up call. Yeah. I have heart disease in my family. Mm -hmm. I have obesity in my family. Really? I have a brother that's 150 pounds overweight. Wow. I have a sister that's the same. And it horrifies me. So when mm -hmm. I tested my mm -hmm. genome, mm -hmm. said I should be fat, mm -hmm. but I'm not. Yeah. Why? because I know it's a risk mm -hmm. and I'm gonna do everything I can to protect myself from the risk. So I have this great scan of Lisa Gibbons. So mm -hmm. Lisa's um, a well-known celebrity whose mother and grandmother died with Alzheimer's disease. Really? And she came to see me when she was 51 because she was stressed and going through some personal stuff. And she lets me tell the story. And her brain looks like she was headed for Alzheimer's disease. Because mm -hmm. we can actually see if you're headed for Alzheimer's disease decades before you have any symptoms, whether or not you're headed for the dark place. Okay, before and you tell me, where do you see that in the spec? So what you see, so if we go to your first scan, what you see is the back half of your brain is dying. So I would see low activity here, but I would also see this area. It's called the post, posterior cingulate, and it's visual memory integration. Mm -hmm. And yours is sort of sleepy. Mm -hmm. But six months later, it's phenomenal. Yes. Yeah. And so what we're doing is preventing it mm -hmm. in you. Well, how exciting is that? Absolutely. Because you're not an in-the-moment person where I'm just going to make a decision for now. Mm -hmm. You are thinking mm -hmm. about five years from now, about 10 years I've from now. I've got a 20-year vision for my life, and it, right. it has a healthy brain in it. And a healthy mm -hmm. brain in it. Mm -hmm. So the impulse to drink or the impulse to have the banana split mm -hmm. It doesn't fit, mm -hmm. right? I, I use those words with my patients all the time. Yeah. So um, then what? If I do this, then what happens? Mm -hmm. And does it fit? 
and does it fit with the goals I have for my life? Mm-hmm. So genes, and there, I have some genetic interventions, blueberries, green tea, um, curcumin, all help the, and, and the gene story is so interesting because it's like, oh, I have heart disease in my family. There's nothing I can do. Everyone thinks it's a death sentence. And yeah. it's complete nonsense because of the thing we learned about 20 years ago called epigenetics, mm-hmm. that my habits turn on or off certain genes that make illness more or less likely in my babies and grandbabies. Yeah. And so it's not about you. Yes. It's about generations of you. And in my new book, The End of Mental Illness, I actually dedicated it to my two nieces. They were Why? raised in chaos. They have a huge genetic risk factor for mental illness, schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, OCD, depression, addictions, criminal behavior. Mm-hmm. So, and they were raised by parents who had domestic violence, depression, drug abuse. They went to multiple schools. And about three years ago. Is this Tanya's family or is this Tanya's family? Okay, sorry. Um, her half sister, she mm-hmm. was estranged from mm-hmm. her half sister. Mm-hmm. But when we got a call from CPS that they had taken the children, we knew we must act. Yes. And so we wrapped services around their mother, who was an addict at the time. She just had her one-year chip. I'm so proud of Congrats. her. Congrats. And um, we know these girls are loaded for mental illness. Mm-hmm. And so the end of mental illness, how do I prevent it in them and their babies and grandbabies? Mm-hmm. And they're doing phenomenally well. Yes. But you know they're no longer addicted to hot Cheetos. You know, yeah. M- yeah. my first grocery trip with them grocery store trip was so painful for them Mm -hmm. because I said, look, before we go in, I'm just going to tell you, I don't spend money on things that are going to hurt you. And so, so that was hard for them. They're like, what does that even mean? (laughs) That means is half of what they wanted. They didn't get, but now, and we made the turn about four months into this Mm -hmm. thing when we're at summer house in Corona del Mar and Alizé ordered a salmon salad and finished it and liked it. And now, is this that good salad. for my brain uh-huh. or bad for it? Yes. So genes are not a death sentence. Yes. Needs I think that's to be a so, wake-up call. so important for everybody listening to this because, I mean, we've all heard that story. I mean, you, you hear it millions of times. I've heard it, you know, thousands of times from people who say, well, you know, my family, the way we were raised, who we are, my parents, in my, you know, like in my blood, I have a bad back. I'm like, well, the fact that you're 25 pounds overweight doesn't help and you don't exercise and you never stretch. Well, no, no, no. It's my genetics. I mean, how it's do, the lie. How do you get people, like, what's your best hack to actually get people to create awareness that they can take control and do something about it? I scan them. That's why I love dementia. Yeah. Because you see it and you go, <laughs> That's why I oh my love God, dementia. this is terrible. <laughs> yes. I want it better. So you, yes. like me, yes. when I saw my terrible scan, I developed brain envy. Mm-hmm. You did the same thing. Yep. Yep. And then you acted on it. Yes. And within six months, you got benefit. I did the big NFL study. So the H is head yep. trauma. Yes. Um, brain is soft about the consistency of soft butter. Skull is really hard. Skull has sharp bony ridges. Head trauma is a major cause of psychiatric illness. Mm-hmm. And nobody knows about it because most psychiatrists never look at the brain. Yes. It's just not part of what they were taught to do. And it's not part of, you know, they go, oh, what is this gang going to tell you? 
the underlying physiology of the patient in front of you. you mm -hmm. You're going to really guess at that. Are you insane? And one of the things I learned is 40% of the patients who come to Amen Clinics had a significant brain injury Interesting. before they came to see us. And it's a major cause of homelessness, of suicide, of alcohol abuse, of drug abuse, of depression, of panic attacks. And you know, I mean, that's why you and I are sitting here, standing exactly. here talking, yeah. is Tell that head trauma mm -hmm. damages people's lives. Mm -hmm. Tell the story about Andrew. I just oh, watched your TED cry. talk uh, again, and I, and I feel the same way, but it's, it's, this is an important story. So when I first started doing imaging, I was so excited. I was a little kid. I mean, it's like my life was meant to do yes. this. I got no end of grief from my colleagues. But like my dad, I'm good at saying bullshit. Yeah. And, and I just kept doing it. But I have two personal flaws that I don't like. Is one, I like being liked. Mm -hmm. And two is I hate conflict. And so now I'm being hated by my colleagues yes. and I'm in a war. Yeah. And, and I was being worn out by it emotionally. Mm -hmm. And then in April 1995, um, I got a call from my sister-in-law, Sherry, 10.30 one night that my nine-year-old nephew, who's also my godson, attacked a little girl on the baseball field that day for no reason. And he hurt her. And I'm horrified. And I'm like, what else is going on with her, with him? And she said, Danny, he's different. He's mean. He doesn't smile anymore. I went into his room today and found two pictures he had drawn. One of them, he was hanging from a tree in a suicide. The other one, he was shooting other children. We're talking a nine-year-old little boy. Nine-year-old boy. Who's Columbine? Yeah. Or Sandy Hook or Aurora. Waiting to happen. Waiting to happen. And now I'd already been scanning people for four years. So my first thought is you have to scan them. Um, my next thought is you want to scan everybody. <laughs> you know, yeah. maybe it's a yes. family problem. Yes. Except I knew his family. His mm -hmm. mom and dad are great people. Mm -hmm. And um, so they brought him to see me. And I held his hand while he held his teddy bear and got scanned. Yeah. And he had a cyst the size of a golf ball occupying the space of his time about this morning. And I called his pediatrician. I said, find somebody to take this out. And he called three neurologists. All of them said they didn't think the cyst was related to his behavior problem. And they wouldn't operate on him until he had real symptoms. And because, I remember. the physical attack of the child or writing you know, suicide notes essentially in, in color is in not. Design. And I'm like. I have a homicidal, suicidal boy. Yeah. What do you mean by real symptoms? And yeah. he got anxious because I'm really pissed off. Yeah. And he's like, well, I think they mean seizures or he loses consciousness. I'm like, you're really going to wait until he has seizures or yeah. losing consciousness? So I hung up. And then I called the neurosurgeon at UCLA, uh, the pediatric neurosurgeon, Jorge Lozera, mm -hmm. and said, he said, Dr. Amen, when kids with cysts are symptomatic, we drain them. He's obviously symptomatic. And I got two calls after surgery. One from his mother saying that when Andrew woke up from surgery, he smiled at her. He hadn't smiled for a year. The second call was from Dr. Lazare, who said, 
oh my God, Dr. Raymond, that cyst was so aggressive and it put so much pressure on his brain that it actually thinned the bone over his temporal lobe that is now eggshells thin. He said if he would have been hit in the head with a ball, would have killed him instantly. Either way, he would have been dead in six months. If that was the moment. I didn't yeah. care if you liked me anymore. Yeah. And now, Andrew, goodness, he's 33, and he's married. He got married last year. I cried through the whole thing. He owns okay. his own home. He's got a job. He's a normal, wonderful human. The easy thing when people do bad things is to call them bad. That's easy. The yep. hard thing yep. is to go, why? And we need to create a new paradigm mm -hmm. where we look at the brain on a regular basis. And to not do that is insane. Yes. Because to think you, I could just guess at what was wrong with him. Most 999 psychiatrists mm -hmm. out of a thousand child psychiatrists would have put him on meds and yep. put him in therapy. Yep. But that How seems that to be, work? yeah, that, that is the norm of our society. It's you, the norm. Remind we me think of, of depression as a Prozac deficiency. Exactly. When it's not, it's a symptom of a troubled brain. Yeah. So we're going through this list, but I want to bounce. I want to bounce for a minute because I have all these questions, and a lot of people are asking questions on Instagram that I want to hit you with, and we're going to come back to, uh, to get to T on Bright. But one of the questions that was brought up is, tell me how to eliminate the lows in depression. Well, the first thing you do is you start loving your brain. It's the first thing mm -hmm. you do. You know, I always think of people in four big circles. You know, there's a biological part to us, so that's the bright minds yep. and yep. brain. There's a psychological part to us where I teach people to kill the ants, the mm -hmm. automatic negative thoughts that yep. steal their happiness. There's a social part of us, you know, maybe the highs and lows are because you're around really difficult people who have bad brains. <laughs> and by the way, we're talking about all my entrepreneurial, crazy rock star salespeople, real estate agents, lenders, you know, et cetera, that that's exactly, they're in the stress all day long. Keep going. And then there's a spiritual part to yeah. all of us, which yeah. is why are you on the planet? Yes. Why do you care? Yes. Yeah. If you're purpose driven, mm -hmm. like you are, mm -hmm. and like I mm -hmm. am, you tend to be happier. Yes. But it's all four of those circles working together mm -hmm. to make you who you are. And so you want um, better moods. Well, the first thing you need is a better diet. Yes. There's this great study from Australia where they measured people from two of their outer islands. Mm -hmm. One of them had fast food restaurants on the island. The other one did not. Mm -hmm. The one who had fast food restaurants, significantly lower levels of omega-3 fatty acids, so they had more inflammation. Yep. And five, five times the level of depression. Really? Just because of the food yes. they were eating. Yes. And so I think no better do better mm -hmm. and if you just increase the number of green leafy vegetables and colorful vegetables your mood is better they found it to actually be a treatment for depression yes so someone else asked and kind of staying in this the same line was hold on I want to find it really fast here um, the five must supplements for a healthy brain so and, and the five may just be a random number. So the supplements for a healthy brain. 
So part of it depends on your brain. Yeah. But I think everybody should take multiple vitamin mm -hmm. because it, you know, according to the CDC, we have nutrient deficiencies in this country. Mm -hmm. Magnesium, mm -hmm. zinc, vitamin C, vitamin D, and a multiple vitamin just helps to yep. prevent. Um, Omega-3 fatty acids, fish oil. Um, and if you're a vegetarian, you can get omega-3s from um, algae. They make algae-based EPA and DHA. The problem is it's really expensive and it's really hard. Yeah. So um, the fish oil, for example, that we make at BrainMD, mm -hmm. it doesn't have fish proteins in it. It's just really loaded with healthy omega-3 fatty acids. Mm -hmm. um, Vitamin D, you should know and measure your yes. vitamin D level, and then you should optimize it. I live in Southern California where it's sunny 330 days a year, but my level was terrible. Me too. I just did my most recent blood work. You, and so me, I take 7,000 mm -hmm. units of vitamin yeah. D every day, and yeah. my level's 80, which is good. So normal's between mm -hmm. 30 and 100, mm -hmm. but people who are over 40 compared to people who are under 20 have half the risk of cancer. Mm -hmm. And when you have low vitamin D, you're hungry all the time yep. because leptin, the hormone that tells you not to eat, doesn't work in your brain. Yeah. And so as soon as I increase my vitamin D intake, my appetite went away. Mm -hmm. And that helped me because, you know, I told you I have fat people in my family yes. and I've struggled with it my whole life. Um, and, and now I don't because I'm not hungry all the time. Yeah. And I make better decisions, yes. right? Because I'm conscious, I'm purposeful um, about that. Um, other argue, supplements then depend yeah, yeah. on your type. I was just going to say, it's a Donna Lerma. I think she should get her blood work done. What do you think? I, I think actually, everyone. Like, to actually right? know. Don't, don't, business yes. people teach this principle all the yes. time. You can't change what you don't measure. Thank you very much. Right. You can't change mm -hmm. what you don't measure. So mm -hmm. everybody, every year, yeah. should get a blood work panel, mm -hmm. a CBC, a mm -hmm. chemistry panel, yep. testosterone, yep. even if you're a woman, yep. know your vitamin hormones. D, C-reactive yep. protein for inflammation, yep. hemoglobin A1C for blood sugar, which we'll talk about. Every year you should do, mm -hmm. you should do that. And, um, and then the and supplements is, should be based on your type. Yeah. And I, based on the imaging, I realized a long time ago, not everybody can get a scan. So based on thousands of scans, we developed our free brain health assessment. So you can go mm -hmm. to brainhealthassessment.com, tell you which of the 16 brain types you have. Give, it, give us that one more time. Brainhealthassessment.com. Let's put that up on the screen, brainhealthassessment.com. And... It'll tell you which of the 16 types you have. Mm -hmm. Are you impulsive? Are you compulsive? Are you sad? Yes. Are you anxious? Um, and then it'll recommend supplements targeted to your type. Good. And that's how I, I think, think of that's supplements. A, I, I really appreciate you having that answer. I mean, there's obviously, we all know the basics, right? You got to have omegas. Um, but I think at the end of the day, everyone listening, you've got to get your blood work done. I do it, I do it every six months just to see the changes. And you know, we live on the road, traveling, airplanes, hotels, stress, on stage for 10, 12 hours a day, you know, grinding the way we do. I don't even use the word grinding, like I'm aligned with my values and my vision and my mission, right? So not grinding, but adrenals, right? My adrenals will the be shot after, after months of traveling on the road. So now I'm taking a massive number of adrenals based upon my blood work. 
to keep me more balanced? They got to do it. Got to do it. All if right. you want to keep doing what you do. Mm-hmm. All right. So I'm going to keep bouncing and then we're going to come back to, uh, to Bright Minds. Can one of his brain scans detect a brain aneurysm? No. Alan Emerson It's asked not that the question. right study for that. And so the MRA okay. is the right study for that. That's an MR angiogram. Got it. We're looking at activity and blood flow, mm-hmm. but not individual blood vessels. Yes. Yes. All right. Uh, how to detox mercury exposure? Well, one, stop exposure. I was at <laughs> Step one, stop. <laughs> yes. Bayside restaurant on Sunday with my kids, and my son-in-law ordered swordfish, and he does that a lot. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, don't do that. Yeah. Tony Robbins came to see me because he had mercury poisoning from the yes. insane amount of swordfish he was eating. Yes. And so decrease exposure. Mm-hmm. And then I'm a fan of supporting your four organs of detoxification. So talk about decrease exposure to mercury. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't eat tuna and I don't eat swordfish. Um, And I had my mercury fillings Mm -hmm. uh, out of my head. So, but the four organs of detoxification are your kidneys. So drink more water, be Mm -hmm. purposeful about that your gut eat more fiber because your gut and the microbiome they're great at detoxifying you if you feed them right Mm -hmm. um your liver um stop the alcohol and eat brassicas so brassicas are detoxifying vegetables brussels sprouts Mm -hmm. cauliflower broccoli kale um cabbage i love all those I love it, right? There's yeah, no I mean, suffering yeah, in yeah. getting well. You just have yes. to have, you know, you either need to know how to make them or have somebody, yes. you know, be nice to the person who does know how to make them. Exactly. And, and then your skin mm-hmm. is you, the biggest detox organ mm-hmm. in your yes. body. Yes. And um, so we're totally into tea now yes. with um, toxins, but take saunas, infrared saunas. Yes. People who take the most saunas have the lowest risk of Alzheimer's disease. So there's a study from Finland on people who took zero to one a week, two to three a week, and five to seven a week. And the two to three saunas a week had a 30% drop in their risk of Alzheimer's disease. Interesting. The people who did five to seven had a 60% drop in their risk of Alzheimer's disease. So like saunas. Yes. Cause, and it's not just sweating, it's also increasing something called heat shock proteins mm-hmm. that actually help your blood vessels and help detoxify your system. What about cold plunge? What about cryo? I'm, I'm doing cryo just about every day. And what benefit do you get from it? Removes a lot of the aches and pains, especially post a workout. Um, and absolutely when I'm traveling in, you know, LA, New York, you know, LA to London, I'll get off, do a cryo. And it just feels like it just strips away 12 hours on an airplane. So I just, I just feel better. The aches and pains being probably the main thing. So inflammation being the and second. And you're in one. it for two minutes? Three minutes. Three minutes. Three minutes minus 225-ish Fahrenheit. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm, okay. I have to try it. Okay. It's cold. It, it's cold. <laughs> It's definitely cold, but yeah. I love it. All right, so go back to toxins. I mean, this is interesting that she was asking about, 
you know, in so this we're case, loaded. mercury we exposure. We live in a toxic society. Mm -hmm. I mean, people go, why the increased incidence of ADD or why the increased incidence of autism? You know, yes. autism in 1991 was one in 10,000 children. Now it's one in 55. Why? That's it's not nuts. a genetic change in our society. Yeah. I think it's vulnerable um, people that are being assaulted by air pollution, water pollution, mm -hmm. plastic pollution. Yep. I mean, we've seen these massive lawsuits uh, against Roundup. Mm -hmm. uh, $286 million a jury awarded mm -hmm. a, a man. Massive lawsuits against baby powder. Yeah. That the plastics that we are consuming, the parabens and phthalates, they're called hormone disruptors. Yep. And I like this app. I have no money in the app. It's called Think Dirty. It, mm. You can scan all of your personal products and it'll tell you on a scale of one to 10 how quickly they're killing you. Oh. You should not be putting <laughs> aluminum under your armpits every day. Yeah. And you know, there are aluminum-free deodorants exactly. that work. Yeah. And um, when I first downloaded that app and I scanned my bathroom, I threw out half of it. Oh, easy. So soft soap, yeah. for example, mm -hmm. on a scale of one to 10, one is good, 10 is killing you early, mm -hmm. was a 10. Yes. I was horrified. Yeah. And now I get something off Amazon's made in Africa called Alafia, yeah. and it's not very expensive, and it works. Barbasol, the shaving cream I used mm -hmm. since I was like 14, yeah. um, is a 10. Yes. And now I get something called Kiss My Face yep. that's a 2. From Mother's Market. And yeah. it's a 2, and it actually is cheaper because it lasts way longer you know barbasol is like yeah. gone in two weeks yeah this is gone in two so months you have to buy more and kill yourself faster you so yeah. and and people go oh but it's expensive it's like no it's not but being sick is expensive people don't Thank you. get it Thank it's, you. you know oh i can't do that it's too, too much money mm -hmm. it's like come on god gave you a big brain for a reason yes you can figure out how to do this because if your brain's better you're going to make more Money. Yes. They, we don't get the money thing right. Mm -hmm. People go, oh, all the doctors aren't imaging because of the money. Yeah. It's like, no, it's not the money. It's the mindset. Yeah. Got to get your mindset right. Yeah. This group is all about that. I mean, that's why they've eaten you up every time we've done work together. So, all right, toxins. What's the next one? So, you know, and in toxins, yeah, just, yeah. you know, it's alcohol, marijuana, any drugs of abuse, really, but it's toxic air mold exposure yes um, every real estate agent knows that one and it's so important dave asprey and i are friends yeah. and he first got a scan mm -hmm. 14 years ago his brain looked like crap i mean it's really when he was awful. really fat also um he was yeah. and he had brain fog it was terrible he had mold mm -hmm. in his house and he had really? actually he did a documentary i'm in called moldy okay and it's brilliant uh it's it's a major cause of psychiatric problems Okay, I want to go on a, a limb here. Why is it that marijuana is now being pushed on people like alcohol and everything else? Why is that? I mean, it's just, it's, we, I mean, I grew up in the day and age when, look, I mean, I, I tried pop when I was a kid, like, you know, like everybody else, you know, maybe, maybe everybody else growing up in my area did. Um, but then you kind of realize, like, I, I think I woke up around 17 and said, every time I do this, I become a zombie. I've got way too much energy. I've got way too many things I want to do. So it just wasn't, it, it, I was easy. It wasn't my thing. And now I look at a bunch of people I know that are 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s that are taking edibles. Like it's, it's a Tuesday night and they're dropping an edible, smoking some weed, hanging out, having a drink. 
And I'm just, I'm questioning the sanity of it. Hey, it's Tom. If you've been listening to me for a while, you've heard me say repeatedly over and over again, we are living in the review economy. That's right. Consumers are making decisions based upon reviews. With that said, I'm looking to get this podcast into the minds of more amazing people just like you. You can help. Would you go to Apple Podcasts and write a review? Tell them what you think. Hey, one star, five stars, make up your own number of stars. Totally fine by me, but please go to Apple Podcast and write a review. It means the world to me. Thanks in advance. Now, let's get back to the show. So let me talk about this because I have no dog in the fight. Yeah. I, I, you know, I don't have a marijuana company and I actually make more money if you do marijuana because you're more yeah. likely to see me. Exactly. <laughs> so sad, so sad, I have sad, no sad dog reality. in yeah. the fight yeah. except I've seen 150,000 spec scans over the last 30 years and the marijuana ones look older. Yeah. They look sicker. Yeah. I have so many 16-year-old patients who start smoking pot and all of a sudden they look like they have ADD. Yeah. And they have no motivation, they yeah. can't do school. Does it happen to everybody? No, but it happens enough that it's risky business. Yeah. If you smoke as a teenager's pot, it increases your risk of psychosis 450%. If you smoke as a teenager, it increases your risk of depression and suicide. Um, one of my friends who's 76, uh, he's been smoking for 50 years and mm -hmm. he came to see me. His brain looked like he was 106. I mean, yeah. it really looked awful. Yeah. And he stopped. Yeah. And, you know, for about the first two months, he was struggling with, you know, some anxiety and insomnia. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I gave him some supplements and yeah. now he's better than ever. Yeah. So it's the little lie. Now, I'm a fan, Tana's not, but I'm a fan of legalizing marijuana because please don't put them in jail. I agree. Uh, you know, I put agree. them in a cage, yeah. really, yeah. and let them hang out with bad people mm -hmm. and give them bad food and chronically mm -hmm. stress them. That's not smart. But let's not say it's good for everybody. Mm -hmm. And now that it's legal in many states, there's going to be a lot of study. And a lot of the studies are already coming out and saying it's increasing the risk of suicide and depression and things like that. Yeah. So sorry. But is it sorry worse than alcohol? There. Yeah. No, not really. Yeah. Is it worse than um, Xanax? No, not really. Um, but none of those things are good for you. That you once shared a quote, and now, of course, now I'm really going to pick it. You know, somebody's you know little scar here. Uh, X percentage of women under age forty are on some kind of Xanax or something. So. Um, 23% of women between yeah. the ages of 20 and 60 are taking antidepressant medication. Mm -hmm. It's a scandal. Yeah. What else is a scandal is 36% of teenage girls mm -hmm. will struggle with major depression during their adolescence. It's insane. Yeah. And it's because we're working on the wrong paradigm. Mm -hmm. And in my new book, The End mm -hmm. of Mental Illness, I have this writing device you'll like. Um, there's a section in each chapter on if I was an evil ruler. Mm. How would I create mental illness in America? And basically, I'd create American society. I'd give everybody social media apps that yep. make everybody else's life look amazing, and yep. by comparison, yours sucks. Um, I'd create the KFC Hot Cheetos sandwich. There's oh. a new sandwich by <laughs> KFC. <laughs> KFC Hot Cheetos. Now, if you're listening to this and you're going, oh, that sounds amazing, you have work to do because um, I look at that and I'm like, that is clearly a weapon of mass destruction. Exactly. And then here's a gun, right? 
it is it is shocking and and yet you know supply is it supply and demand is it you know is it a lack of awareness is it no, a lack of I discipline to, i mean i have to tell you this story i was in the clinic uh last week and a nine-year-old boy mm-hmm. came up to me and he was so excited to meet me and his his mom said could you just talk to him about screen time yeah and yeah. and you know his eyes went down and i said look at me I said, you don't know this. I said, very few people know this, but Google and Apple and these companies hire neuroscientists. Mm -hmm. They hire neuroscientists like me to figure out how to make addictive gadgets so that they can get more mind share, more of your attention to make money. Don't let them do that. There's actually a book about this called Hooked, How to Create Addictive Gadgets. Oh, yes. And I'm not okay with that. Yeah. And the more time you spend on the gadgets, the more likely you are to be anxious, depressed, and overweight. And so we have to be careful. My grandson, my oldest grandson, uh, he came out of the womb addicted to the iPhone. And when he gets screen time, his ticks go up. Mm-hmm. You know, he gets these blinky things mm-hmm. in his face. It's like, no, these things are, we need to be thoughtful, careful. Yes. Um, and allowing children to play, you know, these violent video games, um, Grand Theft Auto, that's abuse. I, it, it's shocking. And I know someone's going to say, okay, someone's going to be listening like, you know, these two righteous son of a bitches, you know, like, what, what are they talking about? And yet, all I would say is look around at society, right? I mean, I don't think we're being righteous in any way, shape, or form. I think I, you have such a caring for human beings. Look, look at the work if you I did with them. Um, ruler. Yeah, if I'd I was an create, evil ruler. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd create Fox News and CNN if I was an evil ruler. <laughs> because what did, what did they do? They focus on what's wrong. And they hook And they you. get people to fight with each yes, other. Yes. And I, I got to do Hannity. And I don't know if I got to do Hannity or I was... You were sentenced to I do Hannity. I was sentenced yes. to do Hannity. And, the, and, and I've done him twice. And one was actually really good. I did it with Pastor Warren on our work on the yes. Daniel plan. Yes. But the other, it was just, why are we yelling at each other? And why are we fighting? Yeah. Right? To pit people against each other, mm-hmm. which is what's happening in our society increases the incidence of mental illness Mm -hmm. and we have to be more thoughtful we have to be more careful and i'm coming up with the evil ruler card game i think it's (laughs) i think it's fantastic all right i actually want you to switch gears you talked about uh the daniel plan and i was actually in the gym this morning and then again with my uh, my active release therapist, I had, I had quite the morning. You know, gym, active release therapist, stretching, and then cryo, and then you and I. So it's been a it's been a brain active morning. In the gym, talking with my buddy, we're talking about uh, the Daniel plan and the impact of that. And I I'm starting to tell the story, but you could tell it way better. You said I'm sitting at church with my wife. You know the story I'm talking about. Tell that, please. So I just finished my book, Change Your Brain, Change Your Body. Mm -hmm. And so it's my second book on the connection between physical health and mental health. And it was a Sunday morning. I was just so happy. Yeah. And we went to Mariners. That's where we were going at the time, which is a big church in um, Newport Beach. And I said, why don't you drop Chloe off at Children's Church? So she was six at the time. I'll go save his seats. And as I walked toward the sanctuary, 
there are hundreds of donuts for sale. Yeah, for charity. And I've seen the donuts since I was a little boy. Yeah, yeah. But that day they pissed me off. Yeah. And I actually remember I took a picture mm-hmm. of them because um, like I'm not happy. And yeah. Right around the donuts are bacon and sausage cooking on the grill, mm-hmm. and now I'm really not happy because bacon has all sorts of bad things in it for you. And then as I walked in the sanctuary, off to the side, they were cooking hot dogs for after church. And I'm thinking, I'm going to church to get my soul fed. These mm-hmm. bastards are trying to kill me. Yeah, and they're trying to get you to heaven sooner. And as I sat down, the minister started talking about the ice cream festival the night before. And I'm furious yeah. at this point. And I don't, I'm not like that. I'm not all reactive emotionally, mm-hmm. generally. I'm furious. And so when Tana finds me in church, I'm typing on my phone. And she hates that. And she gave me that look. Oh, yeah. That what are you doing your, on your phone in church? Only your wife can mm-hmm. give you. Like, And so I showed her what I was writing. Go to church, get donuts, hot dogs, bacon, sausage, ice cream. They have no idea they are sending people to heaven early. Save them, then kill them. Yes. This is not the plan. Yes. And I prayed that Sunday that God would use me to change the culture of food mm-hmm. at church. No lie. Yeah. Two weeks later, Rick Warren called me. He's the senior pastor mm-hmm. at Saddleback Church. Mm-hmm. He was yes. on the cover of Time Magazine twice as America's yes. pastor. He's the author of The Purpose Driven Life, 50 million copies yeah. worldwide. Yeah. And he said, I'm fat. Yeah. My church is fat. Will you help me? And together with my friend Mark Hyman, we created the Daniel Plan that has now been done in thousands of churches mm-hmm. around the world. Any optics on that or, or data around how much weight has been lost because of that? Well, the first year, they lost a quarter of a million pounds, so the same as the space shuttle. Mm-hmm. But weight loss was really the side effect. Sure. It was people got off their medicine. There was mm-hmm. better memory, mm-hmm. better energy, mm-hmm. um, less pain. The, the stories of transformation are That's what it's all about. Yeah, I mean, that's what, you know, like what, what drives you? the stories, it's right? The stories. It's the healing. It's people getting better. I look at my own situation and just that experience. It's like, all I want to do is share you with everybody afterwards. We did Remember we did the Facebook Live sitting in your office and you had all of the NFL uh, brain specs sitting in front of us. Talk about that just for a second because anybody that saw the movie Will Smith Concussion, they experienced a bit of you inside of that. Well, I was a consultant on the movie. I was actually written into it as hope mm-hmm. and written out of it, so I know what that's like. But in 2007, Anthony Davis came to see me. He's the Hall of Fame running back from mm-hmm. USC. So yep. people in Southern California will know yes. him. He's a yeah, yeah. local hero. He's called the Notre Dame killer because yep. in 1972, he scored six touchdowns against the University of Notre Dame. I got goosebumps. And... Um, but in 2007, he had memory problems, temper problems, he had periods of confusion, he's on the 405 freeway, and he has no idea where he's going. He had to actually pull off. Yeah. And uh, um, one of the pharmacists at USC recommended he come see me. And at 54, his brain looked like he was 85, and bad for 85. Yeah. He clearly had traumatic brain injury. And I put him on multiple vitamin, fish oil, brain mm-hmm. boost. Mm-hmm. taught him those three things, brain envy, yeah. avoid things that hurt it, yeah. do things that help it. And within three months, he's radically better. And he's so excited yes. that he's like, Doc, we have to tell people. 
And so he wrote to the commissioner um, about, we need to work on rehabilitating brain trauma. Mm -hmm. Commissioner never wrote him back because they were in full-on denial denial at the prom. But in um, January 2009, we started our study. Um, we, we partnered with the NFL Players Association, and we've scanned and treated 300 NFL players. Wow. And within two months, 80% of our players get better when we do that. We put mm-hmm. them on the supplements, yep. and we teach them about brain health. Mm-hmm. And I have cool players like mm-hmm. Terry Bradshaw and Rosie Greer mm-hmm. and Jack Young. Legends. And legends. Legends. Um, and the idea behind this study is yes, playing football causes long-term brain damage. Mm-hmm. Don't lie about it. Mm-hmm. Just and, and I don't think parents should be signing consent forms for their children because the children's brains are not finished developing. How do you mm-hmm. really give consent that this could actually impact your ability to be a good dad mm-hmm. or your ability mm-hmm. to be a good mom or your ability to, you know, it's just the facts that football causes long-term brain damage. But if you're gonna play, and one of my players just signed an $88 million deal. Um, if you're gonna play, you should be putting your brain in um, a healing environment. You should be rehabbing it yeah. every day. Yeah. Talk about, uh, you sent me to this place and it was, for me it was painful, but it was sitting in that oxygen chamber for an hour at a time. I think I did it five or six times. It was extraordinary, right? Obviously the benefits all part of sort of my healing process, but talk about that just for a second. So one of my favorite treatments for traumatic brain injury is hyperbaric oxygen. Mm -hmm. If you have low blood flow to your brain, I'm gonna wanna put you in a chamber Mm -hmm. because more oxygen under pressure Mm -hmm. increases the oxygen to your brain. It also increases stem cell production. Yes. And it promotes healing. And the five concussions you had Mm -hmm. were wounds. Yes. And hyperbaric oxygen is actually approved by Medicare for 14 wound healing Mm -hmm. indications. And I think anybody that's had a stroke should probably be in a hyperbaric chamber. Yeah. Um, Now, we don't have the Lazarus treatment to bring the dead back to life, Mm -hmm. but we can get the struggling better. Yes. And too often people who have neurodegenerative diseases like strokes or Parkinson's, people just, you know, all they do is they're like sheep and that they follow, I'm taking this medicine or that. And the neurologist is not talking to them about, well, we need to change your diet. Mm -hmm. We need to put your brain in a healing environment because it's dying on you. Mm -hmm. And there's so little of that going on just because of how medicine has changed since I've been a doctor. You know, as a psychiatrist, I used to get an hour with people. And now it's just turned into 15-minute med checks. and, And I have no interest in that. Yeah. And people go, but that's what they reimburse. It's like, well, so what? You know, be good enough. People want to come see you yeah. and pay you. Yes. It's like, don't just go with the flow because the flow is toxic. Yeah. Your dad called you a maverick or was it your mom? It was my dad. Yeah. And to him, that was not <laughs> And that was not day. the positive maverick we're talking Except about. Except if we have time, he's my best story. Okay, you should, so I'm doing <laughs> plank this morning for three uh, three minutes. Good and job. I am And I am focused and you know that's i mean that for me that's a lot but i'm thinking about your dad and i'm thinking 
That, that son of a bitch is doing six minutes, seven minute planks. So tell that story. He texts me. Yeah. He actually did it. He texted me yesterday with, you know, the time that he was oh, able to course. do a plank. So, so my how dad, old your dad is? Yeah. He's 90. 90. And, and he and I never really got along very well uh, because there was like no bonding. He was not a great yeah. dad, right? Yeah. He never went to one of my yeah. little league games or yeah, basketball yeah, yeah. games. And I was bitter about that. It's like the only time I see you is when I'm working. What's yeah. that about? Yeah. Um, but over time, I mean, I realize he's a product of his environment. Exactly. And he is the American dream. He was chairman of the board of Unified Grocers, which is a $4 billion company mm -hmm. before mm -hmm. they were acquired. And yeah, he's really smart and really special. Yes. But he would never listen to me. When I told mm -hmm. him in 1979 that I wanted to be a psychiatrist, he asked me why I didn't want to be a real doctor. Yeah. Why I wanted to be a nut doctor and hang out with nuts all day long. Yeah. So you don't get father of the year award. <laughs> Saying those kind of things. And yeah. then when I realized I had to get healthy, and I, then I encouraged him because I love mm -hmm. him. Mm -hmm. It's like, now you're a health nut. Yeah. What's with you and the nuts is what he said. <laughs> <laughs> but when he was 85, he had mold in his house, and he mm -hmm. developed a chronic cough, yes. and then a heart arrhythmia, and then heart failure. And I thought we were going to lose him. And he got depressed. First time in his mm -hmm. life, he got depressed. And he's sitting this, in a chair. Was this in the year 85 or when he was when 85? When he was 85 yeah, years old. That's what old. I thought. Right? So it's really never too yeah, late. Yeah, this is five so years ago. He's, um, he looked at me, and he was so sad. And he said, I'm sick of being sick. Mm -hmm. What do you want me to do? Yeah. And he's so stubborn. Yeah. He did everything. Yes. Right. So those of you going, oh, my God, this is a lot. He's like, bring it on. Yeah. He said, I don't want to feel this way yeah, anymore. Because yeah. yes. he wasn't going to work. And he'd been going to work for 70 years. That's mm -hmm. who he is. Yeah. And um, so, we, so he completely changed his diet immediately. And I have six siblings. And they're like, oh, you don't have to be as serious as Danny is. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, no. He said, you should listen to him. You're fat. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he'd do with my siblings. And they'd text me, like, tell him to leave us alone. And I'm like, absolutely not. Because I'm not the lever person in my family. Who is? My dad is yeah, the lever yeah. person. And so he eats right. We start working out. And he's 85 years old. Three pounds. Yeah then six pounds, yeah. then 12 pounds, then 20 pounds. Mm -hmm. um, we worked out last Sunday. He list, lifted over 20,000 pounds during our set, right? I mean, he can pull down 100 pounds mm -hmm. and do it 60 times. He's a beast. That's and then when 90. And within 90. six months, he lost 40 pounds. Yeah. He um, lost his heart failure. Mm -hmm. um, he got the mold taken care of. He's got more energy. Mm -hmm. And my promise to him at 90, and now he's 90, you'll be better than when you're 70. And he just brags about how strong he is. Oh, yeah. And, and then, you know, because um, we'd always compete doing planks. And at two minutes, I'm like, okay, this is enough. I don't believe in suffering. Yeah. And my um, cousin challenged him. And she went a minute. He went six. <laughs> that that just drives me nuts. I know uh, Jeff Mays, one of our coaches, is listening right now. Jeff Mays, I call you out. Six minute plank. Wow. All right. Let's finish the let's finish the bright minds. So we said blood flow, retirement, and aging, right? Inflammation, genetics, head trauma, toxins, 
So talk to so, us so about So just one simple thing yeah, is please. exercise for blood flow, new yeah. learning for retirement and aging, mm-hmm. omega-3 fatty acids and get your gut right, yeah. genes, know what's in your family and be serious to prevent it, yeah. head trauma, stop texting while you're driving. Yes. Don't be reading your phone while you're walking down the stairs. Mm-hmm. When you're walking and you think the car sees you, make sure you have that person's eyes mm-hmm. because they very well may be yep. distracted, yep. right? Toxins, just avoid things that hurt your brain. The M is mind storms. It's these electrical um, storms that go on in your brain that often trigger panic attacks, emotional reactions, aggression, and What's the so cause on. of that? I've never heard that before. Mind so storms. head trauma can do it. Genetics can okay. do it. Okay. But it's the storms. And that's why we often use anti-seizure medicines to calm down the storm. Mm-hmm. But you know, the biggest trigger is fluorescent lights. Yes. And um, sugar. So if you have low sugar, it's, your brain is likely to get irritable. And you're more likely to react in a way that you shouldn't. So it's basically a higher protein, lower simple carbohydrate diet mm-hmm. that helps to stabilize how your brain fires. Mm-hmm. Um, the eye is immunity and infections, so common. Like things like Lyme disease, mm-hmm. um, herpes, um, Epstein-Barr, people who had mononucleosis, those things can reemerge. Mm-hmm. So if your mind is not getting right doing simple things, somebody should check you for infections. Mm -hmm. I have this great story. I get a text every day about noon from this girl's mother, Adriana's mother. How can I pray for you today? That's beautiful. When she was 16, her family, when Adriana was 16, her family went to Yosemite. And they, when they went to their cabin, they were surrounded by six deer. And they thought it was a magical moment. 10 days later, she starts hallucinating. She becomes aggressive, she's paranoid, and she's hospitalized at Kaiser. They diagnose her with schizophrenia. Um, The medicine doesn't work. She goes to Stanford. The doctor at Stanford told the mother she was in denial, that Adrienne is gonna need to be on this medicine for the rest of her life, which point she brought her to our Northern California clinic. Her brain's on fire. And they're like, why is her brain on fire? She had Lyme disease from the deer tick. Wow. And Lyme, there's a new book about this called Bitten, that Lyme was actually developed as a biological weapon and by accident got released uh, in the Northeast. But if you look at the North, if you look at the map of the United States, the highest incidence of schizophrenia, which is a very severe mental illness, it's the Northeast, the Upper Midwest mm-hmm. and the West Coast. And if you, I was thinking cold, cold, and then you lost me at West Coast. West Coast. If you overlay on that map the highest incidence of Lyme, they're identical. Interesting. So um, on an antibiotic, Adriana got her brain back, got her life back. She recently graduated from Pepperdine and then the University of London with a master's degree normal, beautiful. So the doctor at Stanford, I have problems with this. You're going to have to do this for the rest of your life. Never having looked at her brain Mm -hmm. or screened her for all the potential causes of psychosis and losing your mind. I'm not okay with that. No. And I'm never going to be okay with that. We need to change the paradigm Mm -hmm. and I will spend the rest of my life trying to do that. Thank you. And that's why you know, Deb, Adriana's mother, 
praise for me because it's a big mission. Yeah. Go back to uh, fluorescent lights. A good friend of mine, Mark Davison from Thousand Watt, who's just this creative branding genius, comes to my office, I don't know, a month and a half ago, and he walks in and he puts on these yellow, it looks like like hunting kind of glasses, right? That whatever, Blue light yellow, blockers. Yeah. And he said, I just, I can't do the lights. It just, it just impacts me in so many bad ways. And we didn't go into it. I just said, it's just another cool thing that Mark does, whatever. So what, what is that fluorescent lights? What should we be doing? We should replace them when we can with mm -hmm. grow lights mm -hmm. uh, that have full spectrum lights because the fluorescent lights, not for everybody, mm -hmm. but for some people agitates them yeah. and irritates them and gives them headaches. There's an interesting syndrome I talk about in my new book called the Erlen syndrome, I-R-L-E-N. And these are people that light really disrupts their brain. Mm -hmm. They have depth perception problems, mm -hmm. so they have trouble catching balls. They have, um, you see them at the mall. These are people who have a terrible time getting on escalators. So most of us just walk on. Mm -hmm. But um, these people stand at the bottom and then they watch. And then with a lot of anxiety, they get on because their depth perception is not right because light is mm -hmm. interfering with some of the pathways mm -hmm. in their brain. Um, depth perception, headaches, especially when they read they're often anxious, they look like they have ADD, and when they read, words move mm -hmm. on the page. Yeah. So either blurry, halo, words move, and when they put on colored filtered lenses, all of it goes away. And the Erlen syndrome is very common after head trauma. And so um, the treatment is colored filtered lenses. Some of my NHL players, because I have a number of NHL mm -hmm. players, actually one of them just won the Stanley Cup, um, he wears a tinted mask because he's a better hockey player. For because sure. Because his depth perception mm -hmm. is right. So if you have headaches, if you have night driving problems, mm -hmm. and there's a self-test on the Erlen website, IRLEN.com. Um, it's miraculous for the people who have it. The colored lenses, my sister-in-law, who we talked about, the mm -hmm. one who had problems mm -hmm. with addiction, well, yes. she also had 19 car accidents. And she was embarrassed to tell me. She said, I see these blue halos around things. She thought I was going to think she was psychotic. Yeah. And she had the worst case of Erlen I'd ever seen. And we screened her, treated her, and now she's just so much better. So let's go back to this Mindstorm thing is fantastic. Okay, what's, what's the eye? Immunity and infections. Okay. So we want to strengthen your immune mm -hmm. system. Think vitamin D. Get yep. your gut right yep. again. And if your brain is going the wrong way, someone mm -hmm. should screen you mm -hmm. for things like Lyme and herpes. This thing called toxoplasmosis, which toxoplasmosis is a parasite that you get mm -hmm. from cats, mm -hmm. from stray cats. Okay. That and the story is really funny. That this parasite actually infects lots of different animals, but it can only sexually reproduce in rats. And so when it infects a rat, it turns the rat into a cat-seeking missile. So it actually works on yes. the dopamine yes. centers of the rat's brain to love cat urine. And so when it smells cat urine, it goes toward it Mm -hmm. rather than away. away from it. Fascinating. And the cat 
eats the rat, Toxo gets to have sex and reproduce. So it's the classic tale of eat, pray, love. <laughs> Just in a really bad way. Just in a really bad way. And it's one of the causes yeah. of suicide. And it's one of the causes of psychosis. Easy to call people bad, harder mm -hmm. to go. Yep. Why? So what about things like um, echinacea? Like I do a ton of echinacea. Doctor, do you, you know Dr. Schultz? Is that Richard Schultz? That ring a mm -hmm. bell from Santa Monica? Mm -hmm. he's, he's like the, you know, the guy that my wife studied you know, back in the early 90s. Like he was... He was the one that you went to and said, okay, I've got a, you know, an ulcer coming out of my body that's you know, the size of a basketball. And the doctors basically said, go home and die. Right. And he would say, well, why don't we instead flush out your entire body and do you know, a six-week detox? You know, we're going to do enemas every day. We're, we're just going to clean you out. And people get freaked out when we say that stuff. But you know, like, he would literally say, you're full of shit. He, he created an um, echinacea product that I've used for years, right? superfoods, green foods, all this kind of stuff. So any input on that? I'm just thinking about like building Whatever you can system. do to build your immune yeah. system, you want to do it. Mm -hmm. And colorful uh, plants is yeah. the best way, yeah. along with getting rid of the things that hurt your microbiome, just yeah. like we talked about. Yeah, okay. All right, so what's the, uh, what's the end? Neurohormone deficiencies, so important, low, thyroid, mm -hmm. low testosterone, low DHEA, um, growth hormone, all of these things, they're neurohormones. Mm -hmm. they, I'm in a new movie, um, hopefully it'll be released this fall, called Quiet Explosions with my friend Mark Gordon. And we take 10 people who have serious brain problems, either emotional problems or head trauma, um, one big wave surfer, Sean Dollars in it, Mark Rippin, who's mm -hmm. the Super Bowl MVP quarterback yep. from the Redskins. And we do our magic with them. And the stories are just so beautiful about how your brain can heal. Mm -hmm. And one of the mm -hmm. primary interventions is testing your hormones. You can't change what you work. Can't, don't measure, mm -hmm. and then optimizing them yep. either with precursors or yep. the hormones actually themselves. I think of them as miracle grow mm -hmm. for your brain. Yep. And if they're not optimal, you're not optimal. Because I can have a normal testosterone level for yep. a 65-year-old, yep. but do I really want that? No, no. <laughs> and I don't want a 15-year-old no. level because <laughs> that. Around, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want that. But I'm okay with a 40-year-old level, yes, right? Exactly. Where I have energy and strength yep. and vitality. Yep. Mm -hmm. I'm not okay with doing what is normal yeah. yes. because normal, quite frankly, sucks. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Especially I agree. for my age. Yeah. Well, I, hey, for my age, I'm going to be, I'll be 50 in T minus 13 months. And I started doing, like, looking at my hormones when I was 40, trying to figure out, See, that's why am I sign. tired all the time? Like, that was, that was my, like, why am I tired? And, and it was Brad Davidson, right, our mutual friend Brad, who said, well, when was the last time you had your blood work done? I'm like, probably not since, like, 1997. He's like, yeah, we might want to do that. Soon as I saw my blood, and I was like, okay, it's obvious what I have to do. What most people don't know is concussions damage the pituitary gland, which is the master hormone gland. Interesting. And often you get this, you know, all of them are low. Mm -hmm. And so I just, I want to know what's optimal. Because yeah. I want to yeah. be my optimal yes. self, not my predicted self yes. or my normal self. Yes. 
because yes. normal in this country is sick. 80, if, if you're blessed to live to 85, like my dad, you have a 50% risk of having dementia. You have a one in two chance of having lost your mind. I'm not okay with that. No. And, no. you know, in the next five years, I'll be 70. I'm not okay with a 70% chance of having erectile dysfunction. I'm not okay with that. No. So if you're not okay with that, mm -hmm. then none of these interventions we've talked about today are hard. Yeah. None of these are hard unless you're okay mm -hmm. with the status quo. Okay, I'm going to switch gears before we do the DNES. Neuralink. What do you think about Neuralink, the new company that uh, Elon Musk has put together? Um, I'm skeptical mm -hmm. of all these things that say they can read your mind yes. and that mind to mind can happen through a computer. I think mm -hmm. it makes great fiction. Yes. I haven't seen anything that shows this is going to be ready for prime time in my lifetime. Yeah, I we'll think, see. I think they said 2035. I'll still I be think. around. Yeah, yeah, we'll be around. But I mean, just you know, conceptually, the thought of. Uh, putting in a supercomputer into my brain, I, I, I think I would be one of the first to line up for it and say, let's go for it. I just, there's just something about that. Maybe, whoops, I don't, I can't think of the name of the movie, but the, um, the handsome actor who takes the pill, who goes from being a loser to being the most. Oh, Bradley Cooper. Yeah. yeah. And Limitless. Limitless. Limitless, right? I mean, yeah. like I, I look at that and go, I'd take that pill, right? Like there's just something so about you want like, to, I text to do you, it like optimization. 10 years after yeah. let them <laughs> let them perfect it before because you know so many of the medicines yes. that I, I learned this you know because i was like a young resident oh yeah. new medicine yes you know better science and then four years later they're like this causes seizures you need uh, to not do that yes so so some caution I now know. i'm a, i know i know a, what do they call them I'm an early adopter with so imaging, mm -hmm. but from everything else, I'm mm -hmm. sort of the next stage. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right, I'm yeah. not the dinosaur, but uh, which gets us to D, which is diabesity. There we go. Um, Say the word again. Diabesity. What is that? It's a combination of being diabetic or pre-diabetic mm -hmm. and being overweight or obese. Got it. 50% of the American population is diabetic or pre-diabetic. That is insane. insane. That's a study from JAMA, the Journal of the American mm -hmm. Medical Association. 14% of us have diabetes, 36% are pre-diabetic. And as your blood sugar goes up, atrophy of your brain goes up too. Mm -hmm. It's not a good thing. Yeah. Blood sugar is a disaster. Is this just the fast food you know, revolution of America? It's, it's that and toxins. Mm -hmm. There's a great book called The um, Toxin Solution. Mm -hmm. And he actually argues that toxins are a bigger cause of diabetes than obesity. Hmm. But neither one of them is good for you. And yeah. then, you know, 70% of us are overweight, 40% mm -hmm. of us are obese. It's the biggest brain drain in the history of the United States. Mm -hmm. I published two studies as your weight goes up, the size and function of your brain goes down. I'm just finally saying, if you haven't read this book, everyone that's looking, this, this is the book that changed it all for me. And I, I'm sorry, I'm interrupting, but like, this is it. Like if they just go back to these core principles, just while we're here, just, because since school is right around the corner. Change your brain, change your grades. Can you talk about this just for a second? I know we're talking about all the, the unhealthy people out there, but talk about this just for a second, right? You just sent me this. I started scanning it. I've got a kid going into college. I got a kid going into his second year of college. And I'm, I'm thumbing through this and I'm feeling like a bad dad. Like I should have 
been doing things differently is what was going through my head. Well, what is the organ of learning? It's the your brain. brain. If the you brain. don't focus on getting your brain right, mm -hmm. you're going to have a harder time. And if they have to repeat or take an extra year of college, yeah. that's like $60,000 or exactly. more than that. Exactly. And so first thing, get your brain right. Mm -hmm. Your mind will follow. Mm -hmm. And so change your brain, change your rates, teach his kids how to love their brain, get it right. Yep. And then there's practical stuff. Because I was actually not a very good student in mm -hmm. high school because I was distracted and working. And I was a phenomenal student in college yeah. because I learned how to do it. Like you have to show up mm -hmm. and you have to be nice to the teacher. Mm -hmm. And one of the secrets from the book is if you read what they're going to talk about in class ahead of time, it's a triple benefit. Because yes. one, you're getting exposed to words and things you don't know mm -hmm. in concept. Mm -hmm. The teacher's going to reinforce it. You're also going to ask more intelligent questions. Mm -hmm. And so once you get your brain right, it's then a strategy on how you can excel, even in hard classes mm -hmm. like calculus mm -hmm. and uh, anatomy and physiology yeah. and so on. Yes, all the ones that my boys are like, oh, I'm not sure if I want to be a doctor anymore. Right. Dad, talk to me about getting my real estate license. <laughs> <laughs> all right, back to uh, any other thoughts on this? So say it for me again, diabesity? Diabesity. I want to make sure I'm saying so that right. So it's this combination. So this is where you're toxins you want to mm -hmm. detox your body mm -hmm. but you got to get your food right yeah and people go you should have five servings of fruits and vegetables mm -hmm. a day in my mind i think you should have nine mm -hmm. um wow because you will actually poop more yeah and you will have more nutrients because yeah. the nutrients really do come from plants yeah and uh so we have uh, all sorts of recipes and things and, and your wife wrote hard. a book on this or a book or two. Tana wrote yeah, yeah. Uh, a number of cookbooks. Mm -hmm. uh, Brain Warrior's Way is yep. her favorite one. Yep. Um, that was a great book, by the way. Great. Yeah, everyone check that one out as well. Um, and then the S is sleep. When you don't sleep, it actually turns off 700 health-promoting genes. Mm -hmm. It makes you more likely to be sick. What's the optimal number of hours we should be asleep? You know... For most people, it's about seven and a half because mm -hmm. we have these 90-minute cycles. So people go eight hours. Yeah. It's like, no, people sleep eight hours. They generally wake up foggy. Yeah. So it's about seven and a half. On average, in 1900, we got nine hours of sleep at night. Yeah. And now we get six and a half. And you can't go through that kind of change in such a short period of time without a dramatic negative impact on our society. Absolutely. I'm actually on my sleep cycle app right now i'm tracking two, i'm on night number 2032 and i'm at seven hours and five minutes on average of sleep yeah so i would say that's great because yeah. you love your brain absolutely and i know if i get that rest it's, it's when you feel good you perform good it's that simple well and right? when you and sleep, I need the rest to feel good we and we just learned this um that when you sleep your brain cleans or washes itself. And yeah. we didn't know that before, yeah. that actually you have this called a glymphatic system. Mm -hmm. You know, we have lymphatic yes. systems throughout yeah. our body, but not in our brain. And mm -hmm. so they thought our brain just didn't have one. Yes. But they found, they found it recently. Isn't that amazing that we just found something that we didn't know? And it's the glymphatic system. Glymphatic system. system and it washes which the brain. washes the brain, but it only turns on when you're asleep. Yes. So it sort of like trickles during the day and mm -hmm. turns on at night. Yes. And so if you're not sleeping, 
trash builds up, mm -hmm. making it harder for you to think and increasing your risk of Alzheimer's disease. So for example, Winston Churchill and Margaret Thatcher mm -hmm. only slept four hours a night and both mm -hmm. of them died with dementia, yes. which is interesting. But you, you know, the reason I like Bright Mind so much mm -hmm. is it really is our integrative medicine program to keep your brain healthy for the rest of your life. Yes. And I initially developed it for memory, and then I went, oh, this is depression rescue. This mm -hmm. is addiction rescue. Yes. This is yeah. how do I keep my brain? We end mental illness. So the end of mental illness begins with brain health. I love it. I love it. All right. Rapid fire Q&A from some other people on Instagram. Uh, let's see. We talked about that one. Best, best tips for recovering from concussion. Uh, let's go here. So my, my new trainer of the last couple of years, Richard Farley Jr., big shout out to Rich, says, what are the top three things I can do to start immediately optimizing my brain health? I mean, you've given a hundred. Well, top the, three. First, the first one is mm -hmm. um, every day. Just start asking yourself, is this good for my brain or bad for it? I mean, yeah. that's the big one. Mm -hmm. And then you just have to know the list. Yes. The second thing that I do every day is when I wake up, I say to myself, it's actually on the top of my to-do list, is today is going to be a great day. Yeah. And the reason I do that is because then my brain will find out why mm -hmm. today is going to be a mm -hmm. great day. And I have like a really busy day today. And I'm like, today is going to be a great day. And I get yes. to hang out with you. Yep. And I get to do some other things. I'm going to see my grandchildren tonight. Yeah. Rather than feel overwhelmed, my brain Direction. Change your focus, change your life. Yeah. And, and then I take my supplements in the morning. Yeah. I just do it. Yeah. Right. And for me, I'm not like a three times a day person because mm -hmm. I'm busy. Mm -hmm. I just, I take them in the morning. Yeah. And, and, I, and it's for me, it's an act of service to myself. Yes. I'm a two times a day. Right. I take my focus formula in the morning. I take my, you know, um, I do all my vitamin D stuff after I've had lunch. Right. I do enzymes also right before I eat. Uh, and I do the um, omegas throughout the day. This one's interesting. This is actually from one of my great coaches and a phenomenal business person. Doug Edrington says, parents assume life decisions have already paved the road and it's too late to change. Is that true? Absolutely not. We talked about it certainly with uh, genetics, but maybe speak to that. So parents assume life decisions have already, been, are already paved the road. Is it too late to change? We talked about how my 85-year-old dad Thank you. is better at 90. Yes. Um, but um, my next book that I'm going to work on mm -hmm. is called Personalized Parenting. It's parenting to your child's brain type. Ooh, interesting. But there is so much to talk about with mm -hmm. parenting. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm a huge fan of Love and Logic, Parenting with Love and Logic. Jim Fay, who wrote that, he and I are friends. He actually was, he's 80 and he struggled with his memory, he came to see me. And his book was so helpful for Tana mm -hmm. to not kill Chloe mm -hmm. that I'm like, you have to stay with me. And we became really close yeah. friends. His brain is better, so yes. that's happy. Yeah. But it's the, the one thing about parenting that's so important is you wanna let your children make and pay for mm -hmm. mistakes when the cost is cheap. Rather oh, that's big. Than I was wondering where you were going with that. When yeah. the cost is high. Mm -hmm. So if a six-year-old forgets yep. his homework, you don't take it to school. If mm -hmm. a six-year-old forgets his lunch, you don't take it to school. Mm -hmm. You teach them to be responsive. My favorite story is when Chloe was seven, they were fighting about homework every night, and I'm like, don't do that. I'm a child psychiatrist, but of course yeah, yeah, she's yeah. not listening to me. Yeah. 
um, she came and announced to Chloe, I'm never going to help you with your homework again or tell you to do it mm -hmm. unless mm -hmm. you ask for help. Yeah. And Chloe got very suspicious. Yes. And she stormed upstairs and she said, I never said I wasn't going to do it. I'm just not going to do it now. Mm -hmm. And Tana backed off and left all the anxiety with Chloe. Mm -hmm. Chloe's now a junior in high school, straight A student. She holds the anxiety for her life mm -hmm. and the decisions for mm -hmm. her life rather than the helicopter parent who is just angry and upset. And all the time. Trying to control love uh, parenting with love and logic. Personal responsibility. Okay, so my producer has two questions. So Rich, fire away. I've got your note here. All right, so um, earlier you mentioned when you were talking about Tom's scans, um, diet, exercise, blood flow were like great treatments. Mm -hmm. But I'm also curious about uh, one thing you mentioned when you talked about um, early trauma in life. What about um, talking about it? Like does talking to a therapist help it's a great question, mm -hmm. and talking to a therapist can be very effective when your brain works right. And so trying to do software programming on a brain that has hardware problems is really hard. Yes. Does that make sense? 100%. And so, you know, we could have put you on the couch mm -hmm. and, and done that, and I'm a huge fan of psychotherapy. Mm -hmm. It's so much more effective if your hippocampus works right. Yes. So you can remember what mm -hmm. happens and you don't have to fight the mood instability and the irritability. And so, but once the brain works right, it still needs to be programmed. Yes. Right? And so often we live in a, an undisciplined thinking world. Mm -hmm. So, you know, whether it's politicians, the level of cognitive undiscipline is just insane. I'm yes. so unhappy about that. Um, and so here's the exercise. Whenever you feel sad or you feel mad or mm -hmm. you feel nervous or out of control, one, did you sleep? Mm -hmm. How's your blood sugar? Did you eat? And write down what you're thinking mm -hmm. and then ask yourself if it's true, mm -hmm. right? I want people to think about their thoughts. Yes. Now, once your brain is right, and you still find these periods of anxiety or depression, well, then we want to see what's the emotional bridge to that. Is yes. that bridged back to abandonment issues? Is it bridged back to abuse or mm -hmm. anxiety because you were raised in an alcoholic home? I studied um, children and grandchildren of alcoholics because my first wife grew up in a severely abusive alcoholic home. And I was just wondering, why are you mad at me all the time? Yes. Right? So one, you have to get her brain right because she's in a bad car accident. Mm -hmm. Two, the therapy can be so helpful. But most people don't think of, oh, I need to do therapy after I balance my brain. Yeah. And so they go and they waste a lot of time. Well, it's taking hormones without checking your blood first. Right. Why it just, would you do yeah, that? I mean, it just it doesn't make sense. And couples, no couples therapist yeah. looks at people's brains before they yes. do therapy. Yes. And how do you know if they have bipolar disorder, they had a head trauma, they have mm -hmm. ADD, mm -hmm. they, you know, they yes. have toxic exposure. Yes. I have this one case I'm getting ready to film my 14th public television special. Congratulations. And I tell the story of Bonnie and Dave who failed marital therapy. Their mm -hmm. therapist gave them an 
Ouch. After three years, $25,000, they said, I can't help you anymore. You guys After get divorced. three years and how many sessions? Yeah. And he, he had all these diagnoses, mm -hmm. mixed personality disorder with narcissistic and mm -hmm. antisocial features, mm -hmm. ADHD, bipolar disorder. Medicines didn't work. And, but they wanted to be married. So they got mad at the therapist mm -hmm. and the therapist said, well, I know this doctor in Costa Mesa who takes care of difficult people. Sent him to see us. <laughs> you guys are nuts. <laughs> yeah. And his brain was toxic. It just had these big holes in mm -hmm. it. And I'm like, and it looked like a drug addict's brain. Yeah. Except was he, he said he never did drugs and didn't drink. And what's the first thing we learn in psychiatry school about drug addicts? Is they lie. They lie a lot. So mm -hmm. in front of his wife, I'm like, is that true? You don't do drugs and you never yeah. drink. And yeah. he said, Dr. Amen, I have many problems. That's not it. And so I looked at the wife and said, is that true? And she said, oh, yes. He's never done drugs, doesn't drink. He's just an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But in my head, I'm like, why does his brain look like exactly. crap? Exactly. And so I went through the differential mm -hmm. diagnosis, environmental toxin, severe hypothyroidism, a near drowning episode, because any loss of oxygen damages sure. yes. your brain and infection. And so I said, where do you work? He said, I work in a furniture factory. I said, what do you do? He said, I finished furniture all day long. Oh, he was yeah. doing drugs. Yeah. He was doing the worst exactly. drug of abuse, exactly. which is inhaling organic solvents. Mm -hmm. And I then looked to the wife and I said, so when did he become an asshole? And she said, what do you mean? I said, did you marry him that way? Mm -hmm. Do you have father issues you're mm -hmm. trying to work out? And she said, no, mm -hmm. he was great. It wasn't until about five years ago. And then the light bulb went on. She said, oh my God. About the time he took this job, his behavior started to change. Yeah. So in his attempt, so if you play this out, mm -hmm. in his attempt to be a good husband, mm -hmm. by going to work and supporting his family, he's being poisoned. And becoming and a horrible husband and being a horrible husband. And so she could have divorced him. Mm -hmm. He would have had no psychological resources because his brain was terrible. Yep. He could have killed himself yep. or killed his family, mm -hmm. right? We see these yeah. stories all yeah. the time. Tragic. And no one's thinking about what's going on mm -hmm. in the brain. Yes. It's insane. How about that for an answer? What's your, what's your second question? So when it comes to changing patterns, uh, changing beliefs, you know, the tapping to the unconscious mind, if you want to change something, it usually takes either a very traumatic event, very something very dramatic, or it's repetition. And the third option may be hypnotherapy. So what are your thoughts on that? So I'm a huge fan of hypnotherapy. In fact, if I didn't find the brain scans, that would have been my legacy. My first professional papers were on hypnosis. So I like getting people into um, a trance-like state where their mind is more open. And um, I have great stories of taking them back to when their symptoms first began. So I think people change when they're in pain, just like you said. A lot of people change because they're super smart and they go, oh, this makes sense to me. I need to do this differently. So um, sometimes they'll make big changes like my dad did. He was in pain. Sometimes they'll make these small incremental changes but hypnosis can be very powerful we talk a lot about morning routines what would you say is the ideal evening routine for someone that has a healthy brain 
I think it's turning off the gadgets, or, or at least if you won't, put blue light blockers yep. on so they don't mess up your melatonin. Mm -hmm. Before I go to bed at night, I um, say a prayer, and then I review my day looking for what went well yes. today because that will actually set my dreams up to be more positive, mm -hmm. which is what I want. I want to have more dreams because mm -hmm. then you're in REM sleep, yeah. which is the restorative sleep. Um, but I want to set them up. And just for people who have nightmares, um, my niece who mm -hmm. you know came from this terrible abusive environment, she had nightmares when she first came to see. I said, I want you to write them down and then I want you to write a new ending to the nightmare. Yes. And she was always being abandoned, and mm -hmm. so she wrote the ending of being rescued. And it was great, because the nightmares went away. Mm -hmm. So um, don't eat three hours before bed. Um, so this thing, intermittent fasting, I don't mm -hmm. know if you do that. I do that every day, yeah. pretty much. Um, I go 12 to 16 hours. And don't eat, because people have nighttime eating, mm -hmm have a higher incidence of strokes and heart, a heart attacks mm -hmm. because when you calm down to go to bed, your blood pressure actually drops a little bit. Mm -hmm. If you eat right before bed, it increases your blood pressure 10 to 15%, which then puts you at risk for stroke and mm -hmm. heart attack. Love it. Okay, this has been insanely great. I have like three pages of notes, right? And we're, we're right on track on our time. Tell people, how can they find you? How can they reach you? I mean, I'm sure they just Google your name. They're going to find you everywhere. Um, but what are some things that they can do with your firm? If, like if they want to get a brain spec, if they want to go to the site you said earlier, Brain Health, what was it? Brain Health? Brain Health Assessment. Assessment. So they can com. learn about their brain yep. type. Yep. They can learn about Amen Clinics. I have eight mm -hmm. clinics around the country, soon mm -hmm. to be nine. Congrats. Um, AmenClinics.com. BrainMD Health mm -hmm. is our supplement and information yeah. product business yeah. in Amen University. So if they liked our discussion. Yes, yes. and they want to go deeper. We have a brain health coaching certification course yeah. that we have 3,000 members in. Um, Amen University is a great resource as well. Yeah, you're a special human being, my friend. Um, as we wrap, absolutely. Okay, so one more time, the new book is coming out in... March. March. It's okay. called The End of Mental Illness. Okay, so How Neuroscience is Transforming Psychiatry to Prevent or Reverse Anxiety, Depression, Bipolar, ADHD, and more. So when you go out on tour, we'll have to make sure we do a little live show and you know, you know, make sure all of our friends know about it. Um, everybody watching, this is the book you absolutely should start with. Um, I love this one for everybody with kids. I don't care what age they are to help them get right and ready. What's this one? Feel better fast and make it last is, you know, when I was thinking about what I wanted to write, no one has ever come to me and said they wanted to feel better slowly. It's like, <laughs> exactly. what's instant yeah. gratification? Exactly. We live in an instant yes. gratification yep. society. Push a button, so magic happens. The book is about what are those things that I do that help me feel better now, but not later, yes. versus now yep. and later. And it's structured in such a beautiful way. I've actually done it in businesses where we mm -hmm. teach how do you have a better brain? Yep. How do you have a better mind? How mm -hmm. do you have better attachments? Yes. How do you have more purpose and inspiration? Yep. How do you get your food right? Yes. And ultimately you do all of it, not because you should, but because you love yourself. And a lot of this is just coming from that uh, the Stanford 
persuasive tech lab you mentioned earlier with, with tiny Fire. habits yeah, the, yeah all sorts of 50 tiny, habits. tiny habits right i love that all right so rich thank you for those little bonus questions um daniel thank you so much for coming in and spending time with us this has been an, an just very very in-depth the brain uh this whole conversation right uh going through the bright minds having everybody just go back through each and every one of those and look at maybe where you can make an adjustment whether it's big or small just this well, is going to be transformative go, oh, that's for people. A lot, but it's like know your risk factors. Yes. Know which of yes. these are yours. Yes. Go after those first. 100%. 100%. Thank you, my friend. I really appreciate you. Always. Thanks, Tom. Well, my friend, that was certainly a lot of information. And if you're like me, I was taking notes. I've got three or four pages of notes in front of me because of every time I spend with Daniel. It is like that reminder to love your brain and to avoid things that hurt your brain and do more things that make your brain healthy. So I hope you got a ton of value with this. I hope you reach out to his organization. And if you are like many of my personal clients that have gone and done the brain spec, that's awesome. Make sure you tell me all about it. Shoot me an email, send me a text, send me a, a message on any one of the social platforms. And here's to your brain health. Look forward to talking to you on the next podcast. If you want more information about this episode, including my show notes, mentions, links, and everything else, make sure you visit tomferry.com slash podcast. That's tomferry.com slash podcast. Thanks again and talk to you soon.